Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 23 of Blood Bolt Anyone. As always, I am the Cow Daddy, and this episode I am joined by Bucky. Hello, everyone. And Shivers. Hello. That was a lovely hello. So, it's uh, been two months, really, since we last recorded, so what's everyone been up to? Well, I've been very, very, very busy. Lots of Blood Bowl, um, just the way you like it. <laughs> and I think we'll, 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 we'll get into what we've been doing, right, later on. Well, yeah, obviously, since we last recorded, there has obviously been the World Cup. Myself and Bucky went along to it, so we'll be discussing yeah, that a just bit that, Just that little later. thing. That little thing. Yeah, that tiny up. thing. Like, we, we did a thing. We went and did a thing and then came back and, yeah. Aye. Brought back a lot of things, like COVID. <laughs> and, uh, you know. <laughs> Couple of viruses, yeah, of friends, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Apart from that, anything else happened? Anything important happened in your life, Bucky? Um. Well. Uh, ooh. Let me think. Let me think. I did get married. <laughs> I, did. I did. I did another thing. I, I need my halfling team. That is. I know. What can I say? Uh, the the from the day from the day I looked into Rumbleo's eyes, I knew. He was the one. I, I, I find that very believable, to be perfectly honest. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yes, we had a, a lovely day. So I've been very, very, very busy with with life, with games, but uh, wouldn't have it any other way. And Shivers, you have actually started back in the GBBL. Yeah, I'm back to everyone's disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm playing ogres. <laughs> Well, we've got, what, five ogre coaches this season? Um, yeah, I'm quite surprised how many ogres yeah, the coaches are. Couple, I thought I'd be, yeah. oh, I'd be like the only ogre coach because, you know, but no, it's like one of the most popular teams. Actually, they are tied for the most popular, I think. No, I think they are the most popular. Yeah, I, I think they are. Lizardmen were five as well. I think it was five ogres, five lizardmen. Were they not four? And weren't they both four? But then, was it James or... Sorry, a new guy came in and also took... Ogres pushing them to five. Never mind then. So yeah, ogres are the most popular. So look at me. Um, I'm just a filthy sheep. <laughs> just walling with the herd. I know. So oh no, no. So I've checked it, and lizard men and ogres are both on five. So you're. There right. we go. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, it's been going good so far. I've not had any ogres die. I've got my sixth one now. It's getting exciting. Are you the top ogre player in the league so far? Yes, I'm the top stunty player in the league so far. You are. Yes. I'm just going to check that, sir, just in case you're um, lying. My win ratio is the best out of stunties. It's on the honours bit. Is, I've right. looked at it because I was curious to what honours I would have already. You are right. Is that, is, is, is that because Bucky hasn't started playing yet? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> are you playing ogres by any chance? Some dude that plays stunty, apparently. Some form of stunty, but they're not ogres. They've got a little more green skin to them. Oh, goblins. Oh, yes, of course you are. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah, you are the top stunty. You know, I'm just a... I've won a stunty cup a few times, you know. Just expected. <laughs> until my yoga start falling like flies. <laughs> well, until Buccaneer gets a little bit of a shift on with his goblins, eh? To, to be honest, though, in the league, I think I've won... Two games because of Mighty Zug. Wow. Good, I love Mighty Zug. Every time I've had enough money to get him, I got him. <laughs> just yeah, straight away. I love him. He's just a big ogre. He's, well, he's not an ogre, but he's yeah. basically an ogre. With my favourite yeah. thing to have on an ogre. Block. I always thought he was an ogre, though. All, all this time, I really did think that Zug was, Zug was an ogre. 
all the time I thought he was an ogre, but he's not. He's only a half ogre or something in the fluff. Or am I making yeah, that up like as well? No, I think he is like known as like a half ogre or something. He's not a full on ogre. That's just disappointing. He's a full on cool dude though, winning me games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the young version of him. I swear he's got like a gold chain with Zog written on it or something like that. Which uh, yeah, he does. I just I just love half, the idea of that. He's a half time ogre, a full time cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So lots of lots of blood bowlers who've played in the last two months. Um, we've had myself. I've just been playing Underworld in the new season. I'm doing okay. Mm, uh, I've been quite nice. enjoying playing them. Uh, I basically decided this season because after last season with Call, it was all block. I was up high TV. You know, I was getting trying to get all the skills and stuff like that, and I just got proper burnt out with it. So I thought, right, I'm going to take a team where I can take stars against people. So I'm going to be lower TV. I'm going to take Underworld. I'm going to take so I can still do the running past. I can still do it's not in this event. And lo and behold, I decide to take Underworld in the season where every goddamn person in it takes ogres. So my TV isn't going to be as low as I want it to be. But, you know, not that I'm bitter in any yeah, way. it's typical, isn't it? <laughs> at, least, at least when all the players die, you'll have, uh, you can buy, like, hack for them. So. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I have, uh, well, I t- I've taken uh, Bomber in, like, every single one of my games. In the nice. very first game, he literally yeah. fumbled the ball on his first throw, which, uh, bomb, sorry, <laughs> on his first throw, which is great, you know. He's totally OP, yeah. that bomber, I tell you. I haven't killed anyone with him yet, I don't think, and I've had four games or something. Anyway, so yeah, I'm also slamming the, really enjoying slam in the Super League. I've got, I've, I've got to learn how to properly use them, though, because I do enjoy them. They're just so aggressive, yeah. just diving in and taking the ball, like, you know. It, I think you said Definitely. it in the last one. It's the sea ball, take ball, isn't it? That's what you want to do. Oh, yeah. Right. I think it was in, from the World Cup, but Slan related. I think someone from one of our GBBL teams took Slan, didn't he? It was uh, Padinas, I think, was it? Oh, right. He yes. Slan. He sat opposite someone. He said, so what a Slan? Like, what skills did I have? Because I've never played against him. Don Vito told me, he just laughed, looked at him and said, You've won. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's Lan, isn't it? Like if, if you don't know if you're new ish and you've never played against them, like it's it's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. I think have all three of us had the, the same experience against playing against Lan and just like getting absolutely dominated by them because they think, Oh, I'm just gonna yeah. form a cage and they just leap in three plus no, two plus guard there, uh two plus all oh, your ball carrier's gone. Yeah, my, my biggest naff loss is to was the slam. I got, I got beat like 5 0 or something. Well, the, I'm pretty the, sure the that's coach. the first time I played them. Well, the okay. same coach would beat all three of them. Uh, no, no, no. If you remember, I beat Don Vito when he was playing slam. Oh, never mind then. I, I, I don't know no, how, but I beat Don Vito when he was playing slam. He'd had about a crate to drink, to be fair to the lad, but still. I can remember sitting down <laughs> and going, right. Well, that was breakfast, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I was going to say, at the end of the day, time. though, it's like it's not like with Don Vito, you can say he drank a crate and then he was worse. You know? <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's Don Vito. So, yeah. I can remember I, was, uh, I spent the entire time trying to make layers, at which point he yeah. started taking the piss out of me about making layers. But, yeah. It was good. It was a very. It, it was. It was. I've said it before. That was the game that made me want to play Slam. Seeing him play them, yeah. what made me want to. In fact, I must admit, I've been on. I've been messaging him around my Slam because I've got it. So I've got a dodge catcher because uh, I redrafted. So I've got a blodge catcher already, and I've got a dodge catcher. And the dodge catcher's just got enough for um, for a skill up. 
that's not too far away from the double. So I'm like, oh, because obviously I've, I've listened when Don Vito said that you should always get a catcher with guard. Guard, yeah. So a two-plus catcher can jump into the cage, and then you can jump in and get two ball, two dice on the, the ball carrier. So I was like, right, do I wait and save up for guard with this catcher, or do I just get another bludger? I'm up against dwarfs next, so the chances are they might die. It's like, well... You know, if he survives, basically from his advice, I've decided to leave him and save up for the guard because it might. Yeah, definitely. If I get it, it's going to be fantastic. If he dies, he dies. You know, it's lucky yeah, for me. But if I, he doesn't yeah. and I get the guard, then it's going to be fantastic going forward. Definitely. I still yeah. haven't got block on my Crocs. That is a couple of SPP away from that. But I need. Um, the other thing is, I had a a block Lino, so I'm like, right, do I want kick? I mean, kick seems like a decent. Thing. And he's like, kick's good, but it's not be all and end all. You want, you really want to get someone with strip ball. So I've now got Glock strip ball, Lino. So yeah, obviously I, can... I was gonna say that I think that the usual like, I know tournament wise, basically the three skill. Well, you want like dodge on the cap, some of the catchers. You want a guard catcher, a strip ball lineman, and I think Don Vito usually takes. Uh, well, he always says put block on the crocs as well. Yeah. So it's like well, that's what Crocs, for. guard catcher and a strip ball lineman and like you that that's like Good you, to go. you're sorted. Then you yeah. just take dodge on the catchers and run them run them around. Aye. Uh, it's good having someone like Don Vito in the uh, oh, there that you can sort of like just send a little yeah. message to as well. Don't get much better advice. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's been really good. One thing I did notice as well, because obviously the last episode didn't go up that long ago, I noticed uh, I, I was having a quick look on earlier. And we are now at, we have been listened to 9,631 times. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's insane that. that people want to actually listen to us. That's strange to know that that many people have heard my so voice. So, can, can I, just out, <laughs> out of interest, how many times did Grud listen and then re listen and listen and re listen to each that's, episode? <laughs> that's a very good point, yeah. It could just be Grud. Yeah, you make um, up like. How many times was the Christmas episode re- rewatched? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're Thank we're you. on Audible now as well. I don't know when that happened, hell. but we're on Audible. We're getting fancy now. We're getting oh, fancy now. Get the Amazon oh, money now. Yeah, look at that money. We get money. Who got money? Thank- just everyone to say thanks, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Good old Bezos. Yes. How was Eddie Demon? <laughs> Where did that come from? What the hell? Who said that? Right, okay, not sponsored. What do we have coming up, episode 23? As usual, quite a lot. We look at the new team released, or re released, I suppose, the Vampires. We have a Tell Me the Odds, which was a play I made at the World Cup that saved my ass. We have a World Cup breakdown as well as a quiz presented by Shivers. And lastly, we have a rundown of the knockout tournament we're currently running, which is the Cup of the North, where we're almost into the semi-finals. One person is holding us up, and yeah. <laughs> okay, so with, Wait, what? without further ado, the news. Season two of the Blood Pass on Blood Bowl three has been released, and Underworld is the new race. This was actually a surprise for some, as we all thought it would be Undead, uh, would be the next team, as uh, obviously those teams are severely missing on the game. Yeah, did you guys think it was going to be Undead, or was it just me putting a massive post on about it going to be Undead and then not being Undead? Didn't really have any expectation for what team it would be, but I mean, it feels like they've put Undead in 
and not undead, um, underworld in, and then now sets to make quite a few teams now, so they've got already got the models made and so on, and the rules for some teams. So <clears throat> ogres um, <laughs> could be made. So they've got ogres in there, and they've got all the stuff in the, and all the, the models in there and the skills available for ogres. And same for snotlings now, or noblars. They just rename them as noblars, there you go. Aye. Same for goblins. Well, mm, goblins probably need a bit more work with like the secret, secret weapons. Well, things missing. They're desperately missing stunty teams. A stunty team. Any yeah. stunty team. And we're missing already... any lustrian leagues, uh, like undead, Kenny. Yeah. So they're missing any... undead, any any undead, any stunty. And it seems that, no, I don't know, I don't want to be overcritical because I love Underworld and I'm quite happy with them coming out. But the thing is with Underworld as well, you're missing a lot of the stars that go with Underworld. Yeah. 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 So, like... I mean, they still haven't got the star player abilities done yet. So, I mean, the star players aren't really complete yet. No, no, they're yeah. not. Okay, I don't, I don't fall out with it. I don't have a massive issue with it because they're a team that I don't mind playing. And like, I had stopped playing it for a while, but I've got back on it and I've been enjoying it again. Um, well, I think again, I think it's probably the first time I've been enjoying it properly. But uh, I, I think it, it was an interesting choice because I thought they'd go for something more like beginner friendly. Because I wouldn't see besides humans and orcs that there's many teams on that game that are. Uh, like, what would you think like, would be like, a good You know, beginner choice. friendly. Undead, undead would have been my choice. I just think undead yeah. would have been a better choice anyway. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. Yeah, like, like it, it mixes it up a bit more, doesn't it? Because you've got so you, it's basically focused on those teams where they're like the hybrid ones, yeah. where it's got something in the stunties. It seems like, like they've done what Games Workshop do, did and recycled sprues. So it kind of seems like yeah. they've gone and said, yeah. right, well, we've already got these. Like, we've already got these. We've already got mm -hmm. these. Let's just make this team. Yeah. It seems like it That's was it. less work to do. Yeah. And it's like, the, the like you see, there isn't a stunty team. There isn't an undead team. I mean, what else, the elf team the, the elf team they've got is not the one that anyone would pick. If anyone, you know, if, if someone comes to the game or just in general, said what elf team should I play Union's probably like the last on your list I mean you say that with Dark Elf is uh, on there Dark Elf's on yeah I will say oh, Dark yeah, Elf sorry, yeah, Dark Elf so yeah, yeah Dark Elf's got that then but, yeah, I mean, so an elf team I don't thought of was not being but I did think Undead would have been a good choice they're just one of those pillars of the game really I mean like, like they're just always a very stable team they're fun to play they've got a bit of something different like slow moving zombies whites have block but they're, they're alright there's no regen team in there which would have mixed it up there you go I mean it just last note. and then they added two random stars that aren't actually in the game yet oh well yes you were saying yeah yeah they could yeah, come out yes uh, without adding still like tons of bomber standard people nobler yeah yeah like all the, these people the, that the would be on stars that all, people actually always use. All these stars that would play for an under, yeah. uh, sorry, an underworld team. I, yeah. yeah. No, couldn't agree more. It's, it's, I think it's, it's strange. Gone I, don't, I, don't, I don't fall out with it. I'll enjoy playing underworld. Yeah. I'll enjoy playing them. But it was just an odd selection of teams. It, it's weird for me as well that they used the World Cup to promote it. They said, oh, well, it's a team that was good at the, that was uh, taken at the World Cup, it was popular at the World Cup. The World Cup's a tournament. Blood Bowl 3 is not. Blood Bowl 3 is league. Yeah. And Underworld aren't that good at a league team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, it's it, it's a team where, you know, when you have this issue of people forfeiting games. Right. That type of team doesn't help that issue. <laughs> no. No. Undead because would. Because you, you run into, 
like high TV, like Dwarves or Nurgle or something, the game, when it doesn't cost you anything, you know, as annoying as it, as it is, you, you would just quit the game. I mean, like, it's annoying, but, like, when you can, why not? Because you're not going to put that team through that. What's your thoughts on the Blood Pass's 2000 TV cap? You only get to 2000 TV and then it's off. So my gut instinct from that is that the and restricts, well, teams like Nurgle and Chaos from just be, becoming, you know, absolutely bonkers with the, mur- like, you know, being a murder team, which is eventually what they always built, get built into. But, like, if they want to restrict that, it's not going far enough to restrict it. Because if you had 2000 TV, TV, your team's insane. Yeah. It's going to be insane. So that's not, not like, stomach 2000 TV doesn't stop murder teams. So I don't really see what the point of the restriction is. Because by that time, you let's say it's Nurgle, your bloaters are going to have loads of skills. Your pestigors are going to have loads of skills. And hell, maybe even have level up on your rotters. They've obviously got data they've based this off. I'd love to see what size some of the teams have got to for them to think that 2,000 was a yeah. a reasonable amount. <laughs> see, the, the, the issue is, right, the best way of doing these type of caps is, is by amount of games rather than TV. Yeah. Uh, see, like, th- th- you know, a ladder like that, or between 30, 50 games, it, 30 games is probably... Uh, because you're probably hitting close to 2k on that if you're really farming. Mm. But the issue is when the ladder works in the way it does in the rank system, like the silver gold thing, you can't cap the, the number of games because you, you couldn't get to the top. You wouldn't have enough games. Yeah, I'm not sure they do. So they... I feel like it's, it's possibly the, the, the best way around it because the game cap is the best way, but the way that works, you can't do that. Yeah. You need to be able to just continue playing to yeah. climb the ladder. And I, th- I think that's where their issue is, is that y- you can't use the best way of capping it because it won't work with the rank system. I suppose we're just going to have to see how it goes and see, because this yeah. season will be the first one. There's actual playoffs as well, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I think so. So it wasn't yeah. last time. So we'll see how that no. works out. Okay, next. Well, Monster Bash has sold out, everybody. Hey, yes. All 50 places are gone. It is going to be both epic and massive, and I cannot wait. Bit of a public service announcement. We are now after the refund date, so sadly, if anyone does want to back out, they will not be able to get a refund unless we have a reserve to take your place. So just so you're aware. Uh, saying that, we've now started paying for everything, so we'll be issuing images. All the goodies, all attendance we'll be receiving in the next few weeks. That includes lovely block dice, uh, a commemorative coin, as usual, and of course, a model or two. Uh, so yeah, more on that will be coming soon, so stay posted on the social channels. Uh, yes, yeah. oh, I'm really looking forward to this year. Are we still all going Skaven? Yes. Yeah, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I can uh, get my speedy painting hands going, then yeah. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, uh, one of the people we play with, Dante, he came top for Skaven in the World Cup. It's just such an achievement. So good. Amazing. Yeah. Big clap. <laughs> What was the record again? You had seven wins, one loss. Uh, it was yeah. just, uh, I think it was awesome, 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 awesome. I think that was his record, basically. Just insane. That was just crazy. Yeah, just absolutely fantastic. Anyway, I went up to him afterwards and I said, look, mate, I need lessons. I need you to give me lessons. <laughs> I want lessons. And he was like, yeah, sorted. So I'm like, right. I think his, I think his premium went up. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. I will pay it. I will I will pay it twice. Uh, yeah, so definitely I'm going to be... Uh, 
trying to get lessons before Monster Bash. I'm going to see if he can if he can mentor me into winning a game at Monster Bash with my Skaven. But yes, because uh, I don't want to come last. I don't. I don't mind being the worst player on the cast. I don't mind you all telling me I'm doing everything wrong. What I do mind is going along and being the worst Skaven player out of the three of us that hurts me in a place it shouldn't. I've right? got, got, got one better for you. Right, We'll all take fumble, like at least one Fumble-Ruski and we can see who's going to be the worst Fumble-Ruski user. Oh, that would hurt if it was me. <laughs> see, I'd, I'd actually I already it. planned Fumble-Ruski into my team. Have you done? <laughs> I well. was, I was oh, yes. Oh, yes. Fumble Ruski is. Oh, well, you know it's in mine. Are we gonna? Uh, do, do you need me to like do do a few coaching lessons beforehand, show you how to get the best from it, that sort of thing, or do you reckon you can work figure it out by yourselves? Well, I don't know. I think com- it's very complex strategy. It is. It is a tough, yeah. tough strategy. Imagine one to voluntarily drop the ball. I mean, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, never, never play with it on Kemri. That's that's the thing. Okay. <laughs> yes, Monster Bash. Cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. So, as anyone who has any interest in Blood Bowl knows, the World Cup has happened. And it was won by Team Aziz. So, congratulations. I believe they're French. Yeah, very well done. Yes, they are. Yeah. It, was, it was French versus French, I think, in the final, wasn't it? It was a French one too, wasn't it? Yeah. And the... I believe the French Skaven player who hit 300. Uh, yeah, they, he was on the... They came in the second team, didn't they? Olivier Gillac. Olivier Gillac, fantastic, yes. Uh, but yeah, absolutely amazing. It was a great event, and obviously we are going to give a rundown of it a bit later on, so I'll, I'll try not to go on to it too much yeah, there. Yeah. Finally, and this is going to take us on to our first talking point of the episode, and that is, of course, the biggest news since they released a different team is, of course, the release of Vampires, the team everybody begged for, wanted, and finally got. By the time this episode is out, those who wanted them will have received their pre-orders, and will hopefully we'll see some of your fantastic paint jobs pretty soon. I think, obviously, this is a good time to end the news and go on to our first talking point, which is the new Vampires team. So, Vampires have the team details released and there have been some changes so for new players people that haven't used them before quickly i'll go through all the details of the team and the new team and then we'll go on to our two experts and they can tell me how they have got better got worse got everything like that so i'll whip through as quick as i can so vampires the old vampire team was pretty one-dimensional. You had 0 to 6 vamps, which were movement 6, strength 4, agility 4, armor value 9+. plus. They came with old-style bloodlust, which was roller 2+. plus. If you didn't, you needed to bite a thrall at the end of your movement, so you could go and do things, and then very much at the end, you bite the thrall. If you couldn't bite a thrall for whatever reason, your vamp would leg it into the crowd to go and eat the crowd and would leave the game. They were gone. They were out as if they'd been sent off by the ref. They had Hypnotic Gaze and Regeneration. Hypnotic Gaze was, was it a 3 plus? Flat roll? Yeah, uh, yeah, 3 plus. Minus so, yeah. yeah, it was a 3 plus flat roll. Right. Uh, you could also take 0 to 16 thralls. The, uh, the thralls were movement 6, strength 3, agility 3, armor 8 plus. No other skills. And then what you do is you build the vamp to create different sort of positionals. 
This then changed for the worse in 2020. Bloodlust was removed and replaced by animal savagery, which just made vamps terrible. Suddenly you were biting thralls beforehand and then running off and it was just bad. And you had to do it on a four plus unless you were blocking or blitzing. So it just, yeah, it wasn't good. Vamps dropped straight down the tiering system and everything and just went to shit basically. But boy has this changed. We'll start with Bloodlust. So Bloodlust is back. It's pretty similar to the original, apart from the number you need to roll being different depending on the positional. So some have a Bloodlust of 3+, some have a 2+. It depends on who you're with. You get a plus 1 if you're blocking or blitzing. So if it's a 3+, Bloodlust, you have to roll a 2+, if you're blocking or blitzing. You now have to bite the thrall again at the end. But if you don't bite the thrall, the vamp will just lose its tackle zones, but a turnover will occur. It doesn't stop a blitz or a block action either. So what you can do is you can roll, fail, bloodlust, still block, still blitz, and then it'll be a turnover afterwards. But what it does do is stop a handoff, pass, or touchdown. You must bite the thrall before you complete any of those actions. So there is a bit of a difference. Thrall lineman, still 0 to 16. Movement 6, strength 3, 3 plus agility, 4 plus pass. Armor value is 8 plus. Now, here's where the other changes, the big changes really come in. You now can have 0 to 2 Vampire Runners. They are movement 8, so you've got 1 turners in there now. Strength 3, so not the strength 4 of your normal Vamps. Agility 2+, passing ability to 4+, and an armor value of only 8+. They have a Bloodless of 2+, Hypnotic Gaze, and Regeneration. Your Vampire Throwers, 0 to 2, they are only movement 6, strength 4, Agility 2+, Passings 2+, Armor Value 9+, Bloodlust 2+, Hypnotic Gaze, they have Pass Regeneration. Now you've got your Blitzers, the Hitters. So, Movement 6, Strength 4, 2+, Edge, 5+, Passing, Armor Value is 9+, the Bloodlust on these guys is 3+. So this is where your Block and your Blitz comes in to give you that extra one. Hypnotic Gaze, they come with Juggernaut and regeneration so they are blitzers they're the ones you want to blitz with and the major change we now have a big guy the Vargeist 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 how are we pronounce that do you think Vargeist uh, I'll say Vargeist yeah I thought so movement 5 strength 5 agility 4 plus no passing ability arm value is 10 plus they have a bloodlust of 3 plus claws frenzy loner 4 plus and regen which is fantastic on the big guy they're 150k those they are quite expensive but yes there we go so what do we think they seem strong are they or am i wrong well certainly much better than they used to be <laughs> that's something we can definitely confirm but like for actual strength i mean on paper they look pretty good i mean i would say i mean what i would say well typically tournaments have like five tiers right tier five being stunty Tier one having like undead and dwarves and whatnot, and vampires historically been tier four. I would easily say that they're definitely a minimum of tier three for like their current changes. They still have the negative effect of bloodlust and essentially, well, always relying on thralls to complete their full actions. But at least now they're not going to be run off the pitch, which is a massive bonus for them for consistency purposes. Them losing tackle zones and stopping whatever they're doing is basically just like a vampire bonehead, essentially, which is fine. And I do like the whole idea where they need to do the 
the bite first before doing a handoff or touchdown, a uh, handoff or pass to stop the the uh, players bypassing the bloodlust rule to then get a touchdown while the vampires build the bloodlust. For the different positionals, though, the man, vampire thrower is the best bit. The vampire <laughs> thrower is the best bit of the team. You like that? I, know, I never thought I'd say the thrower was the best part of a team, but <laughs> this it's good. And and I think the most interesting part, the vampire blitzer seems fine. You're always going to be trying to block or blitzer them because of the how bloodlust works now with them being three plus bloodlust rather than two plus so you want to try and aim and get the two plus all the time and them having juggernaut is nice but it's not um they're still always just going to try and get blocked straight away uh, or probably dodge depends on depends on the player i suppose and the runner i think the runner is the most interesting point not the big guy i think the runner is more interesting than the big guy because of the strength reduction but also just how fast they are like it seems quite like a very dangerous piece especially with how good the throw is yeah. and for the big guy the big guy seems good my gut on instinct was thinking it's like is it a trap it's 150k it's a good big guy but it's 150k and also bloodless free plus as well um it didn't have a traditional negative i suppose but uh it's interesting it, it might, i think it looks really really good but i, do, I have a and my gut instinct says it's a trap. Okay, so the Bloodlust 3 Plus on the Vargas, obviously Animal Savagery on the Rat Ogre is fantastic, okay? Yeah. Because it makes it so reliable. So the Vargeist with Bloodlust 3 Plus is super reliable, more so than the Rat Ogre. Also, when you bite somebody, don't use Mighty Blow. It's not a block, you don't knock them down. Uh, you don't I didn't even use have Mighty, mighty Blow, blow. Anyway, No, it well. doesn't have Mighty Blow, but if you give it Mighty Blow, it doesn't use it. So I'd actually, on paper, it looks to me like, as a Negatrait, it's possibly the best Negatrait you could get on a big guy. Plus, let's remember that it you also get a plus one for a block or a blitz. If you're not blocking a blitz and with them like 90% of the time, then you're probably using them wrong if you're yeah. that much from. The thing is, you can block yeah. or blitz no matter what, even if you bite someone. But the thing is, the way it works is you can block or blitz before biting. So it yeah. doesn't actually matter. I do think uh, with it having Frenzy, though, as well, it does make the whole biting thing a bit more difficult because you have to position in the case of oh shoot frenzy isn't going to yes, drag me this way or that way well, because that's, that's the whole yeah. finesse of it though no but the that's my point thing... with it it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter whether you make it or not because it doesn't hurt it you, you can with the vargeist i think it's a piece where you can literally chew not to bite people because you just don't want to actually take anybody down and it doesn't matter so you can say the only problem you've got is it's a turnover. So what you need to do is position your players around. Then the Vargas can say, right, I'm blitzing this guy. Oh, I failed it. Oh, well, never mind. Push him through so that he's... But you've already mapped it out so that you're pushing people in with the frenzy. So they're not left out completely by themselves. You've got two vamps around, for example. And then it does, if they lose their tackle center, it doesn't matter. It just literally doesn't matter. Because you just activate them again on the next turn. So for me, I'm kind of in the same boat as, as Ship as he had. I think they're really, really interesting as well. Uh, there's To me, it seems like there's a lot that you can do with them. In all honesty, I don't think that there's going to be a, an optimum thing. And it's going to be one of those where now they do have a bit of personal choice about them. You don't have to just take oh, the standard, right, I'll just take five vampires and a bunch of trolls and I'm done. Now it's, do I take the blitzers? Do I want to take the... Uh, the runner don't want to take the Vargas. You've got something where you can add a bit of like personal touch to the team. Do you like playing with a big guy? Do you not like playing with it? And you can do that now. I think the skill-wise with what to start with, the runner is probably the weakest of them all, but not necessarily 
it's not bad, but it's one of those where I think it's going to have a, a different play style where it's probably the ball carrier if you're using it all. I think some builds, I wouldn't be surprised if people don't run it. I think they're a take or a positional, and I think that's the only one of them. The Blitzer does have the three plus bloodlust, but I think with, with the Juggernauts, and obviously you still got the high strength, it still gives it an edge for me even over the extra movement because typically the vampire the vampire um style isn't that quick run because your thralls can't keep up so the question becomes on how often can you actually utilize how far that runner can move so obviously it helps that you don't have to be as close to the end zone to score but i just don't i don't see the quick run style in them to how be able to be? utilize the runner how good would you be if you bloodlust the one turner yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get all the pushes and you're like, oh, I, think, I, oh, I can't believe so it. I was thinking, in my head, as soon as I saw it, I, I thought one turner is what I thought. Because if you take a var, but you, a vargeist helps. So you've got a frenzy there and then you've got the juggernaut on the blitzers. So it is quite strong. But I just don't, I just don't think there's enough around that runner to keep up and be able to utilize its speed. And that's the issue for me. And obviously losing the strength, they just go to like a standard player. But everything else, the thrower, as Shipper said, is probably one of the best positionals, surprisingly. Uh, that's really, really good. Definitely a must-take, I think, is a thrower, definitely. But the, the Vargeist I love, I really like it. Again, what, would I take it all the time? Maybe not. But, it's a blood sport, uh, isn't I, it? Yeah, I think it's a fantastic position. Obviously, it costs a lot, but that, that type of Liad does, that claw with a frenzy. The negatory is not really that bad compared to a lot of others where you know it's going to do what you want it to regardless of the end thing where now you know it's not going to go off the pitch if i bloodlust it's just going to be a turnover so even you know if, if if you're choosing to go mighty blow over block the issue with the mighty blow over block usually is it's not as reliable but if you take it i think i want it to be that kill piece though rather than something reliable. You do still have the load of plus, so... Yeah, but I I know it's going to activate. I know it's going to do what I want it to do. And blocking and blitzing gives us a plus one to its bloodlust as well. So it gets easier. And if I frenzy away or I just don't want to bite anything, it's just going to be a turnover. So you can leave that piece without the block to the last action, which I would probably do anyways. Because then I don't have to bite anything. It's a turnover. And if you plan for it, that's part of the screen or like cage or whatever. You always use that big guy as part of that front. Whereas I'd, I'd, with the strength four on the vampires, they never did have a big guy. And they were so good at not letting people into the cage. And I think they're still good at that. I think this big guy is just an addition to what they were already good at. For the runners, um, yeah, he brought a really good point. I didn't you? Thing about the thralls not being able to keep up with the poor runners, yeah, that's <laughs> so they're, well, they're gonna run away from the blood bags. Like, and uh, it makes sense where you don't have to be as far down the pitch to score, yeah, yeah. But you, you do need to remember that at the same time, you've got the ability to change the move with whoever it is to change what you're going to do. You can't change actions, so you can't say, All oh, right, I'm just gonna run and then fail it and go, All right, well, now I'm gonna hand off. So you need to have that planning in advance. So yeah. it, it, it could be one of those things with a vampire player where you're like, right, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I've got two vampire runners, both of them within eight scoring distance. I'm going to try with this one. If this one That's fails, it. then I'm going to call a handoff 
go and stand next to this one and hand off the... to the other one and give it another try, see if I can get the two plus. But Definitely. I think the eight plus, the eight movement is is massive. The fact that it gives you the one turn is massive. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that to me was the standout player. It's the blitzers to me that aren't. They need block quickly. I think the the blitzers. If you take, the... I think the thing is right is as well. A lot of new coaches are going to see this team and think, "Wow, they're good," and they are, and they are very good. And I think I've said this in in our you know our GVBL chat quite a lot. Is that vampires are one of those teams that you look at it. And you always think, you sit down with your, your pen and paper making up a team and you think, damn, that, that is a good team. And it comes to playing it and there's just so many intricate things that you don't think about that are so vital to the team and how fast they can implode. And I think they still can do that. Although it's... you don't have to bite them, it is a turnover. Yeah, you that's still massive. Will be forced. You still will be forced to do that. They're a very, and they're a difficult team to with coach. With the high, that's it. With the high prices, there's going to be a very fine line between I've taken too many positions or like I haven't taken Enough. what I should have. Okay, so yeah. right, we've mentioned the cost a bit. So time to I think to look at some bills. If they were in Blood Bowl three and you had a thousand gold to spend, you could get two runners, two blitzers, a thrower, seven thralls, three rerolls for a thousand. That's what you can get. Two runners, two blitzers, one thrower, seven thralls. So it means you can leave vampires off the pitch, just take three or four, and you've still got all the thralls. Even if you're taking them out by biting them yourself, you've still got thralls to bring in. You're basically looking at starting with three rerolls and 12 players. Or, if you want to go the Vargeist rule way, you can get two runners, two blitzers, one thrower, one Vargeist, five thralls, and two rerolls. For See thousand. that, that like both sounds such a fine line. If you if you, if you start taking damage, you're gonna start suffering like really well, quickly. Yes, remember they are vamps at the end of the day. But at the same time, if you've got like the second one to me seems low on thralls because you kind of yeah, yeah. You, you want to have at least as many thralls as you have. But at the same time, it's it's the more fun route, isn't it? Two rerolls. You've got the Vargeist in there. And the thing is, you've got two runners, two blitzers, thrower and Vargeist and five thralls. That's 11 players and two rerolls. You can do that, but that's a 1,000. If you want to look at sort of the 1,150 for a tournament, for example, you can go two runners, two blitzers, a thrower, one Vargeist, six thralls, and three rerolls and an apo. Or you can go seven thralls, or you can even go eight yeah. thralls and two rerolls. The thralls... Only costing forty gold each. When you think that a Skaven Lino costs fifty, yeah. that's really well, cheap. You, you, you could take the the two rerolls and stick a leader on your throw. Yeah, you could get a uh, yeah. Take, you could take to and um, take. More like majority thralls. of the time, majority of the time, I'm probably going to put leader on there. Would you even bother floor. taking an apo in the first place anyway? I mean, nah, probably you've not. got regen on all of your vamps. In all the right. But sometimes in stuff like that and, you know, Undead and the likes of them, some are there teams that I look at and think, you know what, the keg is better. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it, it brings back the, the, the Kios, which is more chance of actually happening than a Kaz. It gives you a 4 plus to bring you back from a Kaz and a 3 plus to bring you back from a, from Knockout. So, like, you're actually probably better in the odds of um like bring him players 
back on the on the pitch. It's like layer protection, basically, for the mm-hmm. team in yeah. a very detrimental sense. Yeah. But for those lists, like the thing I've noticed, you've put you've been putting only one throw in there, and that mm. like to me, I want to be running two throws because they're good. If if I was thinking like I was thinking the list, I'd probably be going two throws. As, yeah. And then and then one of each, then a runner and a blitzer and a vargeist. And then a bunch of thralls. Yeah, I mean that's a. Were you thinking tournament or league? The um, isn't that a league list? Uh, that that would probably be tournament. I don't think in league. I, I don't think without going like one reroll, get all the positionals and the vargeist in. For league for blood bowl three for one thousand gold, mm. you can get two runners, two blitzers, mm. one thrower, one vargeist, and five thralls with two rerolls. You can get that. Right, so just running thin. Yeah. So what are the costs of each positional? Okay, so you've got 110 got yeah. for both the blitzers, for the blitzers and the throwers. 100 yeah. for the runners. Vargeist yeah. 150, and the thralls 40k. Fantastic. 40k is such a good deal. Oh, mate, I'm honestly thinking it may make them one of the better liners in the game. I... That cost. How, How much are rerolls these days, actually? Uh, 60. Only 60. Has that one done? Don't know. I think they were that, I think. Well, I thought, I don't know, thought it was 70 or something daft like that. I don't think so. See, I I always had a rule before now of reshowing the the thralls to vampires of like two to one. Two thralls for every vampire I took. But all, I usually played with like four, sometimes five vampires and like loads of rerolls. But I, I think it's the dynamics totally changed in that way now in what you're taking because of the positionals each offers something different in its own way again I, I, I do like the, i do like the juggernaut because if i the thing about juggernaut is right that it's not always something you take apart from the you know the, the quote-unquote meta of the juggernaut rattle but it's it's one of them skills right where when i've got it i love it because every time it comes down to that blitz where you've got to get that clear out the way for a score i'm gonna use the juggernaut because i'm guaranteed almost besides like double skulls to get that push even without block even without block give oh, it the dodge minute instead, a, the minute and make I have it that, a... uh, you know make it the one where i know that i can borrow a double skull and know i can get the outcome i want on this on the this minute block. i've got any sort of player that has frenzy I want to give it Juggernaut. Even yeah. playing corn, I want to give them Juggernaut before I give them block. I know I shouldn't, so I don't, but I want to. Yeah. Because to me, it's yeah, just... Like, the minute it is you a get very, that blitz very on, good skill. I mean, also the fact that I didn't realise this until recently. I think we mentioned it on a previous uh, episode. But the fact that Juggernaut just cancels out things like Wrestle and stuff like that anyway is just amazing. Getting rid of Stan Firm is underappreciated as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. Stan uh, Firm is the normally one of those skills where <laughs> if you if a player has it and you're playing against it, it's the most annoying piece in the bloody yeah. world. Yeah. And it's like, I just need to get rid of you to get behind this, this squishy good bits behind you. And it's like, no, no moving. For a league team, I, so for 1000 TV, I just, because I thought I'd have a quick go at myself, yeah. just like trying to make a list. So I've got, so there's three rerolls. Seven thralls, and then taking two throwers, two blitzers, and one runner. That would equal exactly yeah. yeah, 1,000 nice. TV. And I think that sounds 
pretty yeah, good like starting it. off. So that's basically what I did on the first one. So I said two runners, two blitzes, one thrower, seven throw, yeah. three rerolls. So instead I, of two runners, right. have two throwers. I yeah. think I believe I like that, that's what I'd go for. And then later on, build up into the Vargeist. Because I don't think, for for the runners, like the runners seem like, feel like people gut instinct-wise would be like, all right, it's like, okay, you run them up and then you do the usual like sort of elfy thing and do like a long yeah. to them or doing whatever. I, th- I think it's more like for me, how I see the runners, like it's a good, piece to be like okay uh, there's a there's a there's a good gap like a good opening there to like do a handoff give the ball to this piece and just try and run it run yeah. it over and pass obviously a... at that point you're hoping not to roll a one but in every part of blood ball when are you not hoping to roll a one yeah so he has a so he, he has a question <laughs> right that I, I think is an interesting one for everyone really so actually we, we could see if we can try and get people to give their own answers as well pro vamps dead now is that mm. not going to be a thing Hey, that's a good question. Obviously, pro vamps was a very good thing because like, you didn't want to run off that, the pitch. Just, but now they don't run yeah, off the pitch. Exactly. Do you really care? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is it is that going to be a thing now or not? I, I mean, the turnover is a turnover, but I don't, uh, I don't I think, think it will be. I don't think it will be either because you know if you I, do want to play, we won't stop seeing pro on things, but not not at a tournament because it's. It's not the skill that I want on them anymore. I think where pro would actually be good on is if you do want to play vampires in a more of a passing in in a passing sense, because you've got two two throws, two runners. I think pro would be good on the runners because if you expect the runners to be off by themselves, it'd be more useful. It still it still has its worth as well, you know, with hypnotic gaze oh, yeah, and that second chance. Like, oh well, I don't have to reroll this, and you can run less rerolls with the thought that. Or, or you give one of them pro, and that's gonna be uh, the cage breaker with the gears, and you sort of nominate someone to be. But I, I don't, I don't think that universal pros just is gonna be a thing. I just, I just can't see that anymore. I would obviously as in in leagues over time. Obviously, they're all gonna have pro in high TV. It's still good. It's good, yeah. But I mean, as, as a tournament, I just oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. But as a tournament thing, I just I don't see that being the case anymore. Maybe okay. one or two makes sense. But I, I think I think yeah, I think I agree with you, especially when most tournaments don't allow stacking. Um, mm-hmm. especially with vampires going up a tier I mean we've seen from yeah. a few times coming up that vampires are going up tiers rather than tier 4 and they're, they're, the, one, they're the tiers where they're at the tier now where they're not going to have uh, skill stacking anymore yeah. so it's either it's, oh, it's... Do, I, do I want to have pro on my blitzer or do I want block or do I want yeah. my throw or do I want dodge or something like that one of the more yeah. core like skills a... you'd expect to see I'd, I'd say there's exceptions like stuff like monkey ball where you have to pee for skills and stuff that Pro vamps still make sense in in that rules. I think, like not completely, but where you where you're paying for skills and that's cheap. I was going to say it depends on it the cost. It still makes it? sense in my head. Yeah, that still makes sense in my so, head. So we've been pretty cost. We've come up with some things. Do we think that it may be a case that I mean we've had three new stars been released at the same time. Uh, obviously, we've discussed Ivan the Animal Deshra before. We were kind of of the opinion that it was like, eh, where's he come from? And then Shippers is like, I've used him. He's amazing. We've actually got his stats out now. And I'm kind of thinking that Shippers may have been right. But don't ever tell him I said that. I'm all right, mate. Uh, so, right. So we've got Ivan the Animal Deshra. He's movement 6, strength 4, edge 4 plus, passing ability 5 plus, armor 9 plus. He comes with Block, Disturbing Presence, Juggernaut, 
Lona four plus regen, strip ball, oh, yeah. and tackle, and the dwarf and scourge once per game when an opponent opposition player is knocked down as a result of a block action performed by Ivan. You may apply an additional plus one modifier to the armor or injury roll. If this is against a dwarf, you can give it plus two. You know it's wow. racist, but kill the dwarf. He's pretty. He's he has the same that skills as he does in 2016, and he was, even though he cost more in 2016, he was very good. And now he costs less. What's his cost? And he's 190, I think. Oh wow! He's wow. good. He's very good. Oh, uh, I know what I'm taking on the Necro next tournament. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say it, but I think you may have been right. Like you get him on the ball carrier, and the ball's down. Yeah, it's just, uh, like you can't stop the ball going down. You literally can't. Yeah, whenever I played with him in 2016, we're all set. He's been incredible. I mean, it was rare to get him because he was very expensive, and and you play an undead or necro Kemri, which teams are typically aren't really down by that much TV. But if you do have the money for him, unreal. He does everything you want for a. I think. I think. Uh, precision player. I think Kemri and Necro can fit him easy enough. I think you can build that easy. Kemri is fine. I mean, well, you you would just take one thrower and maybe like just eleven players total, twelve of him. But for 190, like what, we've we've obviously gone through well. we've gone through the vampire costs, and I don't think there's any problem with the vampires taking him either. I mean, you could drop a vamp or two, and you could get a star player on those lines quite easily. A yeah. vamp and a thrower. And you've got him. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see the the classic mix of Cheney and Vamps now. Ooh. And ha- how that works. Oh, yeah. With the vampire thrower as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, because he's got cat. Sod the runners, get Wilhelm Cheney. Yeah, that's it. I've seen a massive increase in the orders of obviously the brute fun vampire big guy coming out, but a lot of people have been ordering Cheney with it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will, I will. It's happening, guys. It's happening. Yeah, I, I definitely will be giving vampires a good go. A hundred percent will yeah. be giving them a good go. Uh, well, like a tournament um, and let's stuff. Let's not forget well the other ones. So we also have Captain Karina van der Rees, movement seven, strength four, edge two plus, passing Ooh. ability four plus, armor value nine plus. They have bloodlust two plus. Now this is quite interesting with the bloodlust on the captain because obviously bloodlust very clearly stakes thralls. So it looks like Captain Karina von Rice, if you take her on, because she's available for all the undead teams, if you take her on an undead team and there aren't thralls, it looks like there's no one to actually bite. So it works out kind of like a bonehead. Um, but you lose your turn. Yeah, oh, but yeah. it's yeah. the end and of the turn. Turnover. So Bloodlust is 2 so- plus though. Dodge, Hypnotic Gaze, Jump Up, Lona, 4 plus, Regen, and uh, Tasty Morsel is the special rule. Uh, Tasty Morsel once per game. When Karina fails a bloodless roll, she may choose to bite an opposition player with a strength of 3 or lower as if they were a thrall lineman teammate. Karina may not bite star players with this special rule. Was that once per that Once per game. Oh. So, so I, can, I can once fail it on an undead team and bite someone else, and then after that I'm screwed. Pretty much. But um, <laughs> She also costs 230k. She is 230k, yeah. Now, dodge, hypnotic gaze, jump up. It's not the best. I mean, movement 7, strength 4, edge 2+. plus. 
passing ability four plus, I'll value nine plus. I don't know. Wilhelm Cheney's two twenty. Yeah, yeah. And then you got who we were just talking about, Ivan Deshroud, so who's one ninety. I don't know, like I don't know like when are you gonna pick her over? It's one then where Cheney like well. you you look at it and you're just like yeah, it's all right. Like yeah. having the hypnotic hypnotic gaze is is it's very good. The thing is, right. to me, with her, you're very much sat there going, "I want to fail this bloodlust. I want to fail this bloodlust," because I'm going to blitz you, and then I'm going to run around and bite you, and then the entire yeah. cage is open. Yeah. I mean, it's two attacks in a turn, do... but yeah. I don't think it's worth the cost for that much. It's no. not. But yeah. the, it's hard to put a cheaper because hypnotic gears is such a polarizing, like such a powerful ability to have. Yeah, you can't yeah. put it cheaper than that. And also, her stat line is really good. Seven movement, four strength, two plus agility. Yeah, give me that any day. But mm. it's just obviously it's the whole. Ooh, if you don't play on vampires, ooh. ooh and Cheney's no. ten cheaper. <laughs> and Cheney's ten cheaper. And also, if you want more bash. Right, Count Luther von Drakenberg. This is a star player. We did vote to come back. We wanted to come back. Yeah. They have come back. Movement 6, strength 5, agility 2+, passing ability 3+. Now that's fantastic. Armor value 10+. They get block, hypnotic gaze, bonus 4+, plus. regen, sidestep, and star of the show. Now star of the show is once per game when Count Luther scores a touchdown, his controlling coach may gain one team reroll. If this reroll has not been used by the end of the next drive, it is lost. So you score, you get a reroll. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, well, what it's do we a think bit of like um, count it's a bit like Skorg. If you get a Kaz, yeah. you get a reroll. Yeah, but Skorg isn't meant to really Kaz people, whereas Count Luther is meant to score touchdowns. I think there's a bit of a difference there. They are 340k though. You expect that though. I mean, look, like he doesn't have any negative to him. He's ranked bloody five. Do we still he's love just, Count Luther von Drakenberg? Oh, he's so good. He's just—it's just all of it is good. Yeah. Every single bit of him is good. Yeah. Not just good. It's definitely. great. It's fantastic. <laughs> there'll definitely, there'll definitely be uh, plenty of builds with Bams and Drakenberg. So basically, what we're saying is, I wanted. He's the Morgan Fog for undead. He's. I thought that was. I I thought that was uh, the uh, mummy. Well, right. Yeah. Right. He's the Griff for undead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So basically, what we're saying, Bucky, is that whoever gets shippers for Secret Santa, we're basically getting a massive poster of Count Luther von Drakenberg. That's what's happening. Okay. On a bear rug. So I, th- I think we can possibly say that you can actually fit some stars in in tournaments to vampires now with the cost and everything. Oh yeah, aren't we? easy. Yeah, yeah easy yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, right. So let's go for the big question then. We've been through the team. We've been through the stats. We've been through the stars. We've been through everything. What tier are we going for for Monster Bash Two? So for me, I'm moving them up to tier three alongside Black Hawks, Chaos Chosen, Nobility, Nurgle, and Tomb Kings. That's where I. Would put them. So okay. that's coming from tier four. So originally we had them yeah. in tier four, which is one. what everyone think, else is doing because um, that's yeah. I probably think I should have put them in tier five. Yeah, I'm um, I'm agreeing with Bucky. I've said I was I was saying before with you is I was thinking tier three go instinct because I feel like they're on the same sort of they're, they're good but they need the same sort of help like Chaos Chosen do when they need yeah. a few more skills to be up there with like, the tier one teams. Okay, so like tier three tier... they get hundred and seventy. Yes. Okay, so basically for 170, you're looking at seven primary skills, yeah, and a secondary skill. Or no stack in yeah. this, uh... No, or you're looking at five primary skills and two secondary. 
So if you're going to choose a secondary, you're probably going to go for block on a Vargeist. Or if you don't take a Vargeist, I mean, that's a lot of skills on that team. Yeah, but then but then presume that five players on your team are bam. That's one skill per that for them. And then like two, two or three thralls max with like a block. You've still got a lot of naked players on the team with just nothing. What you, you, you give? If you take that down, you've got like two block thralls and that's it for skills. I just think it's still so bare. That's that's their problem. And it's like chaos. Yes, they're a very, very good team. But if you move them up, the they get like it's just so many players with nothing. Yeah. That's how I feel. I mean the the dangerous part of we're gonna be playing with here is that the fact we're a tier three you're gonna get one star player, but I mean they have to sacrifice yeah. a vampire mm. and then some thralls or two vampires to do so. So it makes it quite interesting. It's hard to then line that up with Amazon that have like block across the uh, dodge across the board pretty much Norse block across the board. It, it's hard to put them in that same category. As good, this team will be good. It will yeah. be very very good. But two feels a little bit too harsh. Yeah, for me. it feels like it feels like if we're going like oh. This should be like a 2.5 tier to put them in because it's like they could yeah, go in between three or two and it's like oh i don't want to put them in two because it feels too harsh but three feels like this could be potential of a very strong team but if, there's yeah. still choices to be made the roster isn't straightforward to make which yeah. is nice it makes it very interesting yeah. tournaments that's the thing is that they've got the negotiates you it's it's personal choice there's going to be so many different ways of building this team, the vamps only gonna have one skill. It's gonna have to be block or dodge. So they're still gonna be pretty. <laughs> they're still vulnerable. Yeah, or pro. They're still gonna be vulnerable. I don't know. Like if, if you get to the vamps, then you you're still gonna have issues, especially in this. It, it's it's interesting to see how this will then fare against like the foul game now. Not gonna lie, I think Fumble Ruski might work well on this team. Mm, I mean, I'm I'm going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to well, you're going to put Fumble Ruski on the runner. No, no, get Fumble Ruski on the thrower. You got the two throw. throwers, movement six, yeah. So, so, so you're going to Fumble Ruski to throw. You're going to pick up the runner, and you're going to hand off to the other runner. You're going to, but you're going to have to do free blood. Well, no, no, no. So. What you what you've got to remember, like, right? So what you're going to be using the Fumble Ruski for is you're going to be using the Fumble Ruski to uh, drop the ball, so a runner can come out, get it, and leg it off. So, because you're going to have runners getting through into the backfield with a thrall, and they're going to get someone's going to knock the thrall down, and they're going to do it. You've got a thrall there with pro, right? Sorry, you've got a runner there in the backfield <laughs> with pro. All you've got to do is run through with the thrower. The thrower's got a two plus edge. They can drop the ball, and they can stand in next to so their strength I, I four. See, so they can, see, and then you can I dodge out on a two plus, pick up on a two plus, and run off rather than like the four plus handoff or throw. Oh. I, I see Fumbleuski though, right? <laughs> and and I'll, I'll raise your hypnotic gaze, like yeah. You, don't, uh, you need you, other you people. Don't need you can't hypnotic gaze and hand off, can you? I mean, the thing is, that, oh, that's the thing. Oh, no, you've hit the nail on the head. Fumbleuski would be fantastic, right? So you run along, you drop the ball, and the guy that's marking the runner, you fumble, you hypnotic gaze because you can hypnotic gaze and fumble Ruski in the same go. Okay, okay, there's a little bit of play there. See, see, tell you, Fumble Ruski is the skill. Right, 
So there you, we are. You, you, you do it once and you'll be like, ha, ah, and then like, that's it. <laughs> okay, so there we go. That, that's it. You go onto your podcast and you tell you tell everyone, like, oh my God, Ruski, best that, girl in the game. It yeah. worked once. Yeah, yeah that's all it needs to work. That's all it needs to work. Because you won once because of it. There we go. I tell you what, I though, think we should uh, have a Fumble Ruski counter for like so for Monster Battle for free playing Skaven all with Fumble Ruski. I think when you have a counter for every single time, it gets where or helps get where a touchdown. I kept turning around at the like World a, Cup going or, or right, like ready, a, Fumble Ruski. You know, the, okay, like a touchdown, uh, a touchdown button, but like a Fumble Ruski. <laughs> every time you use uh, every time you use Fumble Ruski, you have to click the button. I like I think it. We should buy some buttons and uh... yeah, we definitely need to buy some buttons. Okay, so there we go. So we're going in tier three for Monster Bash two. Everybody, we will release a full announcement on the socials about that as per the rules of Monster Bash. But yes, um, I'm hoping that will you know make people take vampires. To be honest, I think uh, it would have been safe for us to put them in tier two. But I think tier three is going to be fun. It gives them uh, the chance mm-hmm. to maybe take a yeah. star player. We'll it's have a Monster Bash. Really you know, we're letting the I monsters very, get very, really yeah. play. Bash exactly. I'm very, right. I'm, I'm really really looking forward to playing them though. I really am. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for vampires. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing against them. I'm, I'm not interested in playing them. No. I'm really interested in trying to play them. After trying to play them in um, Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting experience. At least they had a bloodlust on Blood Bowl 2. That's true. Okay, so pass you over to our tattoo gun of stats. Shippers, but tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds. Welcome everyone to your favourite section. The only reason why you listen to this podcast in the first place, rather than listen to us free bicker about how cool vampires are and all, all, all the different ways. For this section, instead of me introducing the scenario, this was performed by one of our very own hosts at that one tournament that some people go to called the World Cup. I hand it off now to How Daddy. Okay, so I, I must admit I'm not a big fan of talking about my performance at the World Cup. Anyone who follows us on Twitter will already know my pain. But we had a result which was, honestly, I was still... Well, put it this way, I, I hadn't had very great dice during it and I did hear my opponent insulting me in a foreign language when this happened. So take from that what you will. It was a long game. It was, I was 2-1 down. And it was my turn 16, meaning I needed a one-turn touchdown to level the game. So I set up after my opponent, obviously. They'd set up with three on the line of scrimmage, and I chose to push through the middle. They'd set up quite well, so it was like four-plus dodges and had to push through. But I set up to push through the middle of the pitch. I was going to come in and blitz the left-hand side of their three guys on the line of scrimmage. Then disaster struck. My opponent had a deep kick. It went all the way back. It went down on my right-hand side, which was not the side with my Fumble Ruski gutter runner. It was the side without Fumble Ruski. And it was about two spaces from the end zone. I thought that may be it. Then, on the kickoff table, my opponent rolled a vicious ref. So they, they lost, which was a good thing, I suppose. Got the luck there. And they randomly chose one of their players, and it just so happened to be... The corner of the line of scrimmage I was supposed to be coming round blitzing and pushing into 
so that I could actually do it. So this guy went down. Luckily they weren't sent off, but they did go down. I thought that was it. So I looked down, spent some time studying the board, and I found that it was still possible. It took a bit more, but it was still possible. I had one worry roll left for the one turn. So what I had to do was move the blitzer that was supposed to be blitzing the guy into the hole and put them round to assist on the other side. I then used a lino to blitz their guy into the hole I was using to then push my gutter runner forward. It worked, I got the push, so I was well happy. At this point, I started looking at the back and I saw that I had a gutter runner that was in range of the ball, but they couldn't get anywhere near my sprint gutter runner to run it in. They weren't the fumble ruski one either, so I couldn't run back and come in and then fumble ruski and run in and drop it off. So I needed a pass. I didn't have my thrower at the back of the pitch because they were off by this point, so it had to be a pass with a gutter runner. Looking down at my gut runner's sprint, in the current position they were in, it was a 4-plus handoff. Not the best. But then, looking at that, because I had the Ratoga next to them to be able to push them through forward so they could get the one-turn touchdown, it would, one push forward would have been a 4-plus, two pushes forward. If they hadn't gone down, it would have been a 5-plus handoff. So I thought I'd do it now. So I tried. I went for it. Declared the throw and ran in. 2-plus pickup. Got it. I needed to go for it. Otherwise, it would be a 5-plus throw. 2-plus. Got it. 4-plus throw. Roll a five, well happy. Two plus catch, gutter runner two. My fumble, Ruski gutter runner, now had the ball. So, they ran in, did the handoff. Four plus, got it, ecstatic. Sprint, gutter runner, has the ball, the hardest bit's done. Ratoga now goes to hit. I had someone next to him, so strength of friendship, he's definitely hitting. Absolutely fine. With two bushes, the gutter runner would be out and just need a four plus, three plus, and a two plus dodge to be clear then only two GFIs for the score. Of course, the Rat Ogre rolls a pow, so I only get one push on the sprint gutter. This meant that I now needed a 4+, plus, 4+, plus, 3+, plus, and a 2+, plus dodge to be through the mesh of linos my opponent has set up. Heart was racing. 4+, plus, gets it. Second 4+, plus, no. Oh, roll a 2. We've got the dodge reroll. Roll again. Gets it. Three plus. Gets it. Two plus. Gets it. I'm away. It's just a go for its left. It's now three go for its I need. So, first one. Roll a two. Just make it. Second one. Roll a three. Third one. I slide. I roll the dice. I slide my cup and the slamming mat over to my opponent and ask them to pick it up. And I make it. Go on then, shippers. Tell me the odds. All right. So, of all that stuff happening, let's just boil all that number, shall we? Right. So, I'm going to include the officious ref in here for the, for the odds because... Is a key point in how it changed your play um, oh, yeah. at the start. I almost cried. So, so official ref, as you all know, kickoff is a kickoff result. So you roll two d six on an eleven, you get official ref. It's a five point five five percent chance happening. For it to have not included the the coin flip win, well, well whatever the dice roll was for winning it, because I don't know your fans or anything. So, so I haven't included that. But for that point to be hit, it was a 9.1% chance of happening. It's 111. So I presume that a full team on the other end. For the the lino blitz for the two block dice, for push a single push be required is 55.56%. And then going on to all the gutter runner bullshit that happened at the beginning. So the gutter runner picked the ball up on a 2+. plus. That's... 83%, GFI, 83%, the throw, 4+, plus, 50%, catch, 83%, so all these 2 pluses, nice and neat. 
through. The handoff was a 50% because it's 4 plus, and then we got the, the Roger doing the blitz. So the Roger, I haven't factored in the animal savagery because uh, you had a dude there to take the hit, so it wouldn't have mattered. So you ran over, tried to get your pushes, didn't get any, you only got powers, so that was the put that down as a 44.44% chance of not getting any pushes, basically, given that the push symbol is on two sides of, the, of the, the block dice. So you got that, and then the sprint gut runner had to do 4 plus. With fit, that's 50%, and then a 4 plus, uh, four plus dodge, and then another 4 plus dodge with the dodge reroll use, so that's 75% chance. Then he had a 3 plus dodge, which is 66.7%, and then a 2 plus dodge, which is 83%, into back to back to back GFIs, which is 83%, 83%, 83%. So putting all those numbers together, the percentage chance of that happening was 0. 0.00. 2% chance, uh, chance of happening which if you put it into like into a probability would be a 1 in 50,000 chance of happening so if you've done this 50,000 times it would only work once <laughs> and trying to find a stat for this was interesting it's slightly more likely to happen than dying to a wasp hornet or bee sting which I believe uh, which is <laughs> It's around like 54, 1 in 54,000, so, according to like a 2021 Injury Facts website I found. Thank you very much. That that makes my day, 1 in 50,000, and it happens to me at the World Cup. That kind of makes my World Cup worth it, considering the rest of it. So that was the odds. Do what that game meant? That was even better. Oh, that causes the win, didn't it? Yep. That caused our team to win, that so one. There you go. Yeah, you had a one in fifty thousand chance of winning, and you and you found it. Uh, it's just it's a shame that in forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine other reality, that, that <laughs> unfortunately your team would have lost. You know. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Think about like when you go to bed tonight, like oh man. You know, you know what we need to start doing, right? Anytime we're on a team, you know the Doctor Strange thing in Endgame, where he just holds up the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> just just go all the time. one. Okay, well that was the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds. Okay, and that was the odds. Yes, myself and Bucky made the trip to sunny Alicante to attend the World Cup. And Bucky had a fabulous tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was very enjoyable for myself <laughs> i on the other hand i almost quit playing blood bowl that that's what happened at my blood bowl tournament but yes in the end it turned out to be very good it, it was a very enjoyable but... i've not heard much about this i heard a little bit from summers that you were having a bit of a bad time on day one a bad time i had I don't a breakdown the details i really want to know the details okay all right okay so yeah, that may have been an understatement <laughs> Firstly, let me say, before I say anything, the organisers did do a fantastic job. We are talking about volunteers here. We are not talking about people that are paid to do this. They've come in, they've done this, they've gone. I was disappointed in certain aspects, but then I wasn't organising it, so I'm not going to say that they did a bad job. They didn't. I just would have preferred it to be a different way, and I don't know how they would have done it a different way, I just would have preferred it that way. So, firstly, the buses we were getting to the venue were at, well, we were getting up at like half six, and it was a very early start to the day. We got to the venue, and then the first round didn't start for another 
hour and a half, two hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the fir- after the first round, there was about a three-hour break for lunch. Mm-hmm. You had the second game. Then there was another break, which was like an hour and a half to two hours. And then you had the final game. And the last, the buses didn't go back until like 9 p.m. So it was a really long day. Yeah. So we need to take that into consideration when we look at the level of salt I was at, okay? (laughs) It was a long, long day. All right. So, game one. Okay, our opponent was Dark Elf. I received. This is my World Cup. I'm going to do this. I scored a one-turn touchdown. My opponent just looked at me and thought, right, we're in for some trouble here. This is uh, this is not how it's going to be. Okay, and then, well, then I started rolling dice. And, oh, my God, it was absolutely ridiculous. My rat ogre caused my opponent's first casualty. All casualties counted. I then started just rolling ones, skulls. At one point, my opponent leant over and said, look, do you want to use my dice? They were that bad. <laughs> Honestly, it was that bad. Kept my momentum up. I kept my positivity, right? And I only ended up losing 3-2. I got two cows. My opponent got three cows, two of which were caused by my rat ogre. But I thought, do you know what? I've only lost 3-2, okay? That shows the game was still pretty tight, even though all I was rolling was ones and skulls. Even though Bucky walked over to me, during the game and gave me new dice because mine <laughs> were that bad. Even though this was happening. Did, did you like purify them? Oh, mate, <laughs> honestly, yeah, it, it, I it, swear it, to it God. Was, uh, it, it was actually dice with my name on it. Yeah, they were fantastic. <laughs> I used them for the rest of the tournament. They were really good. But it was yeah. disgusting, absolutely disgusting. So I thought, right, I've got it out of the way. It's fine. It's out of the way. Second opponent comes up. It's Skaven versus Skaven. Fantastic. Here we go. I get to kick to them. Even better, I get to defend with everything. I'm good here. Fucking dice. Honestly, I swear to God, they were ridiculous. Again, just ones. Just skulls. I wanted to record it just so I could show people how bad it was afterwards. And once again, it ended up being 3-2 to my opponent. They got four casualties. I got two. It sounds closer than it was, considering my dice. I should have been really happy with myself because the way I was playing managed it, meant it only was 3-2. And I'm not trying to big myself up here because I fucking lost. But Jesus, ah, oh, by this point I started feeling it. I started feeling quite annoyed. The, the tilt s- was beginning. It was. It really, <laughs> really was. So, opponent three. Chaos chosen. I thought, oh, here we go. Absolutely destroyed. I managed to get one turn touchdown to score my only touchdown, meaning they beat me 2-1. So I got a bit lucky there. But other than that I couldn't do anything during the entire game. And at this point I was just like, right, I've had it. I'm shit at this game. I don't know how to play. I can't understand the fundamentals. What's going on with my life? I've paid thousands of pounds to come to other company. I've had to upgrade the hotel because the wife's coming as well and she doesn't want to be stuck by herself for three days unless we've got, like, masseuses on fucking call. I've spent loads of money. I've come all the way to Alicante. I'm spending ten hours a day sat in this 
room and I can't play Blood Bowl. What am I doing with my life? And I had a breakdown. And I was messaging people and saying, I'm not playing anymore. It's not happening. So sounds that was like, my... Uh, the extra money for the masseuses was a pretty good choice and sounds like it needed after that. But I didn't get back till like half oh. ten. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm back in the room and wife's just there going, all right? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I may want to cry. I'm a 43-year-old man who's crying because my dice do not roll above two. <laughs> I was not happy. I was having a, I was having a breakdown, and it didn't go well. So how did your first day go, Buggy? Right, so... Uh, yeah, top that, Buggy. <laughs> playing yeah, playing so, halflings, Buggy. Yeah, so yeah. I turned up. Uh, obviously, I, I was captain of our team. I was getting the squad ready, or I at least tried to. <laughs> the, the first, so I have my coach names that I played. Then thank you for the game because I uh, see the games that I won, I drew, I lost. Every game was so good, like just having conversations with new people and everything like that. It was amazing. So. Then, I, I realised with Bucky saying that I probably should have stayed. All my opponents were fantastic. They were lovely yeah. people. Like I said, my first opponent offered me extra dice. The rest of my opponents, we were just having a laugh, having a joke throughout. Yeah, so first game, um, I played the old Took, um, and he was playing Lizardmen. On the on the first half, I I received and um, he sort of. It was one then where he was using the skins very aggressively, which is understandable. But eventually, sort of, I, I sat in that cage as I, as I usually do, and he just committed everything in in one turn, which meant all the Saurus were all based up, the Crocs was based up, and he just didn't have anything to pull back with that was going to make a, a real difference. So that first half, I managed to just run the ball down and score by running in without throwing or anything like that. And it it, it was a, a solid first half, really. Um, I don't think you of us had particularly good or bad dice. I think That's it was nice. one that I just managed managed to manage the game well enough. Um, second half, obviously he received, but he, he got pressed nuffle and he got he got pro on one of his skinks. And this is where I'm gonna. Get a little bit salty about Preston Nuffle given skills. But <laughs> oh, I remember this. Yeah, this is this one. This was on the off. And one nil up. He tries to run the ball down quite quickly and pulled away from the Saurus really fast, which kind of in my head set off either he's going to try and just quick score and try and go for the win, which probably was the idea. But obviously, it's a big danger doing that. So I went in quite aggressive. I managed to get the ball down, picked it up, ran it behind the trees. Um, and then he, it, there was a big space at the back of the field. So rather than just sitting and trying to form some kind of cage, I just ran the ball with the idea of once I'm in range, I'm just going to take the 2-0 and basically call it that that would be the win because we're talking about turn four-ish for the, for the second half. So I got the ball away. It, it kind of all went downhill from that moment on, really. <laughs> uh, so... Well, I say downhill, it wasn't that. It I was going to say, yeah. It, it wasn't like, I, I didn't make any mistakes or anything like that. You weren't on your knees crying in front of a pizza hut like I was. Bot pro <laughs> from Prez the Guffle. Um, <laughs> it, so it came in for one dice blitz after a double GFI. So bear in mind, he has no rerolls. He used two rerolls by this point. Uh, he had three. Chef only took one in the second half. 
so he's used two rerolls already. Also, why in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to run it because as soon as he GFIs or something, that's it. Done. If he rolls a one, it's done. That's good. So in my mind, I'm just putting as many dice on as that he's going to have to roll as possible. So double GFIs, he makes it, gets a one dice hit on the wall, rolls a skull. And I think, like, great. But hold on a minute. Not so fast, Bucky, he said. Not so fast. Because this is the pro skink. He makes it and he rolls a nice pow. So there was that. And I'm thinking, right, oh, okay. At least he, he's out of movement. Can't pick up the ball. I had a couple of players to come out. I picked up the ball again on the next turn. But he said, not so fast, Bucky, said Mr. First in the hole. Because the pro skink, once again, comes in on a one-day split. This time, he just outright rolls the power on the first time. He tries to pick up the ball and fields it. But he says, not so fast, Bucky. Bro! <laughs> because Bro! I have pro. Bro! <laughs> and he succeeds the pro roll and then succeeds the pickup. <laughs> oh, and I'm thinking, right, okay, uh, this is how it's going to be. So I managed to muster a two dice block on this pro demon. <laughs> and I, I like, swarmed around the ball and I was like, if I can just run out the time, you know, if I can run out the time, then I can just hold on to the one nil instead. Like pick up the ball and just hold it, because um, he was having he didn't have the block, so he was having to roll pals each time on these dice. Uh, and what was that? So after that, I blocked up the ball. He then blitzed one out the way and just came straight in for the pickup, uh, which he failed. But he said, not so fast, Mr. Buggy. <laughs> Bro! <laughs> because I have Bro! Bro! <laughs> Bro succeeds and the pickup succeeds. And then he just ran off. And obviously, I, I'm not keeping up with a skink. And from that point, it was like I'd, I'd, my attempt had gone by then uh, and he just ran off and scored and it was 1-1 I didn't get the the, the kick was just went deeper so I, I couldn't get the ball so it finished 1-1 finished 1-1 yeah it, it was one then where you know it, it was annoying because it, it, it was almost like a, a one in the bag really without that so yeah so I went out of that one and I, I was still feeling pretty confident because I, I played well pretty much on the front foot all game against Lizard uh so round two, uh, after a draw on the first one, round two, I pull up the draw, I'm excited, I'm up for it, and I draw dwarves. And that <laughs> you know, quickly dissipated into the ether. Fucking eight dwarves. Yeah. So, so do I. I had that mindset as well. And I played Jam, and he had Death Roller Dwarves, uh, with like a bunch of guard on it and a mighty blow slayer. As he could get on the rollout. So, I, I turn up and I'm like, Right, the game plan has got to be I can't let the death roller get going because if it does, that is what will wipe my team. Because um, he had the bribe as well. So I say, if I can never get a chance to hit the hit the um, death roller and get it down, I've, I'm going to just foul it. Like, no matter what, that's, that's target. So, turn one, I received because I thought, at least if I can get a chance to score and then get it in at the half, 1-0, I can try and go for a draw at the least. Because uh, of the, the slow movement, I was confident that if I had enough players, I can just slow them down. So, first uh, first half, LOS block, a tree, Kaz is a dwarf on the line, on the first block. 
I thought, fantastic. Here we go. It's a good start. Second block with a tree. Kaz is a dwarf on the line. I'm thinking, I'm rubbing my hands together now because I'm thinking, here we go, the dice are on fire. The dice are on fire, and that's the way I like it when I play against dwarves. Knock down the other one on the line and foul it and knock it out. So that was three three dwarves gone in turn one. And I think I was posting like the cheap 3L chat, like seeing it all the way through this game because it was just insane. So basically from there, it just carried on in that fashion. He wasn't breaking armor. And even when he was, it was like a knockout or something like that. I, I wasn't losing players. There was like lots of stuns. He brought the death roller in, brought it right into the to the middle, turn three. Um, he tried a block rather than going for a foul, which obviously was more the game plan, but went for a block. He rolled double skulls, low on our field, and it cast itself. <laughs> Again, I was like, right, this is this is all going my way. <laughs> um, quite obviously, all going my way. Um, and then from there, I, I just slowly moved it down. I basically did... I think the dwarves thought that they were halflings, and my halflings thought that they were dwarves, is what happens in this game. Um, but yeah, obviously from there, there was... I think I cast three more dwarves. He had, like... Five, six players cast in the first half. Um, a lot of them after that were fouls because he didn't have the players. It was all spread out. I just ran in, was just like swarming one player and fouling it and just moving down the pitch like that. So uh, he just couldn't, he couldn't do anything from that point. Um, it was 2 0 to me. I turned the ball over in his second half because uh, he, he had like four players to start the second half with dwarves <laughs> so yeah um it was one of them and but i, I won two nil um obviously i was very happy but very con you know keeping in mind that um the, the dice were definitely in my favor so you weren't at this but point he was playing, he was playing, crying he into your beard no i was uh, he was playing i just want to point out that our uh our World Cup first days were slightly different at this point. Carry on. Yeah, so game, game three? So game three, um, I was thinking, well, when we drawing a win, I knew I was going to kind of be up towards the top, but uh, I wanted a team that wasn't tier one, um, so I got undead. <laughs> <laughs> I played against, and I'm not sure, sure how to manage it. It's like ZT, but X-I-E-T-E. Uh, I'm not that sure how you meant to pronounce it. ZT or something like that. I'm going to go with that. If you're listening, it's wrong. Sorry. But I I won that game. uh, Sue him. It's fine. I I beat him anyways, so it doesn't matter. What was the final score? (laughs) So it was 2-1 to me. Nice. Again, it wasn't even through a a one-turn touchdown. I went all, all day having not. I don't even think I attempted one because well the one that I did was the, the ball went out like out of range anyways so I didn't didn't try but it, it was yeah I think again I managed to receive the first oh no sorry yeah, I didn't receive he received he quick scored you know the confidence of undead versus Arthens and then he gave me the ball really quick and I managed to just kind of trudge down the field with a lot of time remaining 
get a couple of had a couple of knockouts. And again, I, I just wasn't really losing that many pieces or ones that just didn't really matter. So I made it one one at the half and then my drive basically theme of the day was just a slow run down the field and, and a score for two one towards the end. So, so it, was our... a, it was two wins and a draw in the All first right. day. Your first day was absolutely fantastic, yeah. mate. Yeah. Uh, you uh, posted on social media how high up you were from the first day's ranking. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I, would have, I think I'd have been quite high. Yeah. If I'm honest, I expect nothing less from you yeah. with flings. Well, uh, it, it, flings. This well time, yeah. there was that. But at the same time, you went home. There well, was a glow in your heart. There was a yeah. sunny disposition. As you, and I, I do love the fact that um, I went and I got on the bus and I was like sat there and I was like, Ugh. and I heard a voice and I thought, is that Bucky's voice? And I'm looking around, I can't see him. And I said, Bucky, are you on this bus? And he says, yeah. yeah. And he yeah, sat there with the entirety of the GVVL lot, two seats behind me. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, how many beers have I had? Yeah, that's right. So we, uh, yeah, got off. So the next day dawned. The sun came up, beautiful. And Alicante is beautiful. There's a fort up on oh, yeah. the mountain. So you wake up and then uh, I found out I could get a slightly later bus at quarter past eight. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this is going well. So, right, we're doing this. Okay. The first day, we're letting it go. We've, we've, we've counted to ten. We breathe deeply. We're going in. We're going to do, we're going to make this happen. So we went in. Okay, so we got in there. Obviously, Bucky still didn't arrive till about two minutes before the first round, but that's not the point. Yep. He likes to sleep in. He also was up till four o'clock in the morning drinking. That's yep. not the point. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the old football uh, uh, pre-game. That, <laughs> the, that, the, the karaoke bar. Is well, the... right, right, I, right. I've just got to point this out. We. Uh, so, I didn't realise this beforehand. I was chatting to Bucky afterwards and I didn't realise this beforehand. But when Bucky was first organising places to stay, he was doing it in our World Cup group with... Because we, our team is with a few guys from Hull. Big shout out to the guys from Canning Mafton. So anyway, we had our team. So it was, a, it was a new day. It was a new dawn. It was a new life. We were going to go out there and I was going to not roll ones. Apparently. So the first thing I did was actually go to one of the stalls and buy new dice. <laughs> this is how much I trusted me not rolling ones. Game four, I kicked. It was against Corn. Perfect start. Turn one, block one, my opponent gets a Kaz. Okay, so this is going well. This is going the way that we expected yeah. to go. <laughs> I, um, I, I must admit, I was sat there going, I just deflated at that point. I just went, okay. But my dice did not roll the way they did the day before, and I got to play. Ended up against Corn. They got four Kaz. I got one, so I was down, and I still managed a 2-2 draw. I was absolutely ecstatic. The games are going how they should go, and I was playing Blood Bowl. It was fantastic. I wasn't just rolling ones. They weren't just rolling shit. It was brilliant. Okay, next game. Game five, I was playing against Lizards again. They sent it to me. So I just went straight in for the one-turn touchdown. Bosh. Gets it in, I'm one nil up. Bring them on so I can defend with all my players. They come in. They score. K 
Kaz at the end of the game is they've scored six Kaz, I've scored one. But I managed to come in, take it off them in the second half, score. It's another 2-2. Oh yes, guys, it's looking up for the cow daddy. So that's two one-turn touchdowns I've scored in this tournament. I'm, I'm very happy with that, by the way. Game six, third game of the day. I receive. Opponent playing humans. The day has been fine. I've been playing Blood Bowl. I've been laughing. I've been drinking. I've been having a great time with all my opponents. It's been brilliant. I, the day is just, from the day before, it's just been great. I haven't won a game yet, but it's just been great. And I come up against humans. I think I've got a chance here. Humans has always been a team I've been able to sort of get around. I mean, depends on your opponent, but at the same time. So... I receive the ball, they got the kickoff, fine. Go in, I score, they score. Goes to the second half, they score. I managed to come back with a one-turn touchdown, get the 2-2, fantastic. Ends 2-2, they get two cars, I get one cast. But again, just a fantastic game. Like, it's really weird talking from a position of the first day where I could have quite happily cut my own toes off and at them rather than play another game of Blood Bowl. Going to day two where it was just Blood Bowl. It was so much fun. It's the reason we get into this game. Every single thing you were doing was a laugh, laughing with your opponents, taking photos, just looking at the board. My opponent's models were so nicely painted. I mean, the lizards were fantastic. Just oh, everything was just so good about the day. And yet, Every single game was 2-2, which is really weird. But thoroughly enjoyable, and I would play that day again. I never want to play day one again, but day two was fantastic. My day two. So I started off uh, with a, a game against Necromantic, uh, which is it's always a really tough game because of the Wolves movement. Um, you say that as I if every fling went... game isn't a tough game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a matchup I enjoy. So the it's like the, there's there's lots and there's lot to think about with the wolves with frenzy with the ghouls with the sidestep on the um, wreaths and then they have foul appearance and then you've got to stand firm when they're gone. There was so much I was trying to think about, and I think there was a lot of cases where I, I overthought what I was trying to do. Um, I got beat. Uh, I think I got beat one nil. Um, in that game, yeah, it was one nil. I got beat, uh, and yeah, I think I just overthought it too much, and I made it more complicated than it had to be, like with the side steppers and stuff like that. Um, but it it was a good game. Um, again, one of those where it it, it didn't really come down to dice or anything. Um, I just struggled to play the matchup for that reason. So I took my first loss of the tournament to start out the day but I, I didn't uh, want to let it take it down round two I'm thinking right I've got to pick this back up again I don't want to fall into the like a down fall um, so round two I drew I was playing against Jevons and I was playing Dwarves again with exactly the same build as the first time with the Death Brawler and I'm sat here thinking, well, I've roared my luck once with dwarves. The confidence was starting to slip slightly, but I managed to get a 1-1 draw out of it. 
I won the the toss and decided to to receive first again with the mindset that if I can score and then like just be one nil up at the half and then just try and hold it out for draw minimum. I, I spoke to him after he, he kind of made it well. It's a big mistake really. Um, he he fouled with like a normal long beard and bribed it, which meant uh, I got. Like I think I had a one Kaz and he had twelve Kaz, so he was down to the eleven, so he couldn't sub off the de- the death roller, and I think he forgot that, and he bribed just like a normal long beard foul, which meant he couldn't he couldn't bring the death roller on. So he didn't argue the call, and he couldn't take it off the pitch, um. So he kind of made that mistake and that he didn't have the death roller for the second half when he probably should have, uh, and that. And how how much that would have changed it, I don't know. Uh, you know. It would have made it harder for me, but whether it changed the outcome of the game being 1-1, one, one, you know, you can't tell. No, it was a good game, but eventually I think I, I just didn't have enough players to, to defend. And then even for the, the one turn, I just didn't have the players left to, to try it. So that ended a 1-1, one, one, but I was very happy with that. Always happy with taking a draw against Wolves, especially with the death roll I saw. Yeah, I was very pleased with that result. So going into the final round, again, I was still hoping that I can play a team that's not as high tier or anything like that. But I drew Orcs. <laughs> um, with, you know, wow. I, I'm sitting yeah. there thinking, oh, come on. But the high armour. So I was winning the White Dwarf and Rumble And what that is good at is taking out low armour targets. Um, like ball carriers and stuff like that. So basically, it was hawking for a player like that on my drive, taking them out and making theirs significantly harder, which worked a lot. It, it was absolutely fantastic. I know a lot, a lot of when I tried to explain it to people, even at Geordie Ball, it was like one then where it's like, eh, it's, you know, it's all right. But honestly, it's one you've got to try because it really, really does. Well, I've seen a lot of the White um, Dwarf and Rumble coming up in tournaments recently. Yeah. I think you've it, created it really, the really meta. Is. I know. Yeah, I've, I've, start, I've created a monster now. <laughs> so, final game, playing against Orcs. These two games started one of the strangest runs I think I've ever had in Blood Bowl. You'll see the theme as I carry on through the next few games. So it finished one-one. There was nothing really between us. Uh, I think I, I had a, you know, a couple of guys out. He had quite a weird build with like a couple of goblins in it, and I think it was trying to like foul and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure what whole game plan was, but I, I took out the goblins with Rumble, uh, which kind of meant he, he didn't have a thrower, so he had to carry on a blitzer, which really helped me, um, because he, he wasn't using them to hit stuff or cause problems with the block ones. But yeah, it was it was a, a pretty even game really. Finished one one, both of us scoring on each on like our own drives. It was a really close and enjoyable game. So where did that leave you and after that, that rounded out D two. Uh, so two, well D D two. So that left me on two wins, three draws and one loss. Now that is a positive result. That is fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. finished day two. So I've gone day one, three losses. Day two, three draws. That means that day three, for me, well, it's guaranteed three wins, isn't it? That's how it works, <laughs> isn't it? Well, no, only eight rounds. Sorry? Well, no, only eight rounds. It's nine, nine. rounds. It's nine rounds. 
What did you think it was eight rounds? I have no idea. Nine rounds, three days, three games each day. Well, well, you've done it, right? Eh? Well, you've done it, right? You 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 done it. You got the three wins. Did I get the three wins? Yeah. Of course, I fucking didn't get the three wins. What are you on about? (laughs) Jesus, Billy. Right, so. Oh, obviously, I'm in a much better mood on the third day getting up and going along because day two, like, I've never been one for winning Blood Bowl has never been it for me. Going on to tournaments and having a great time and having a great game is is what it's about for me. So because that happened on day two, I was fantastic day three. Getting in there and I was like, yeah, so what? This day is going to be 35 hours long. That doesn't matter. It's going to be some full of blood ball. So, I get in. Now, game seven is the one-turn touchdown game from Tell Me The Odds. So, it's against Dark Elves. I receive, first of all, I end up scoring. They end up managing to score in my drive. I'm a bit disappointed by this. They then have complete control. Lots of KOs that didn't come back. They get down to score again. The dice just haven't been going my way. By, by the fact that I said loads of KOs that have come back, I had two kegs. It's a two plus for a KO of mine to come back. I literally have four players off the field from KOs that didn't come back. It was not going my way. The, the dice were bad, but at the same time, they weren't first day bad. They were just normal bad. I managed to get the 2-0. The amount of luck I had in that last one-turn touchdown, as we know, was 50,000 to 1. 0.002% happening. Yeah, so I'm not going to complain about it that one. Next game. Now, this was against the Artful Blodger, a guy who he's bought stuff off me in the past. And I know him from YouTube and Twitter. Fantastic bloke. Honestly, get yourself on YouTube, the Artful Blodger. Check out his videos. He's funny as. Great guy. He's playing Halflings. I get the kick off. I choose to kick to him. He's there telling me about his bad dice. I tell him about my day, first day's bad dice. We're there laughing, having a great time. Well, within six turns, I realise I need to go and buy this man a beer because what he's been saying about his dice is ten times fucking worse than my dice have been. The <laughs> game ended up me winning 4-0, 4-1 Kaz. I bought him three beers. I just want to point out the beers were a euro a piece, so I'm not trying to make out that I'm an absolute fucking saint here. But it was that bad. His dice were terrible. It was it was quite amusing at times because he'd just look at me and go, one, roll a one. But I've got to say, playing against the guy, fantastic, fantastic game. And I, I, I felt bad that his dice were going that bad. But at the same time, he was having a great time as far as I was aware. He'll probably be sat there in one of his YouTube videos going, oh my God, this game was the worst. But I was having a great time and like just fantastic person and like the whole point you get into the blood bowl. It was great. So I I won a game. We get into game nine. I must admit, after game eight, I was a little bit drunk. And uh <laughs> can we get bookie to fact check? Can can we get bookie to fact check that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh I, I think I, I'm not quite sure that you can understand just you know h- how bad it was. It was I mean, one it euro, one euro a bit. Well, my yeah. opponent, my opponent's like, I start. I was playing Dark Elf again. I kicked to them, and basically the way it worked was this: 
it was going all my way. So I got a blitz. The ball was a close kick. So I got in. All my gutter runners were in there. Everybody was in there. It was fine. I had this ball. I didn't catch the ball, but it goes to my opponent's first turn. All three of my gutter runners ended up off the pitch on that first turn, as well as a couple of my other guys. I was like, ah, oh, shit. And then it just went downhill from there. So basically what happened was I overcommitted. Let, let's be fair. It was my fault. I overcommitted. I got a blitz. I ran everyone in to try and grab this ball. The dark elves turned around and said, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. And just completely took me off the pitch. Most of them were KOs, to be fair, but they just walked the ball in. After that, not many of my KOs came back. They walked the ball in again. So at the end of the first half, it was 2-0. That was my kick. They kicked to me. I did score because, you know, I'm fucking awesome. And then they scored again. Uh, so it was 3-1. Oh, no, I didn't score. Sorry. Apologies. I got a Kaz. Uh, so I tried to <laughs> score. Oh, no, because I was down to... Oh, that was it. I was down to about three players at the beginning of the second half. I was out about five, actually, really. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't score. They won 3-0. And uh, they had 3-1 to Kaz. But the thing was, it was mostly people. But I'm going to hold my hands up. By about halfway through, by the second half, I was at the point where I was just, I was having a great time. I drank too much. It was the World Cup. We were coming to the end. It was fantastic. And yeah, I was just like, right, let's just do this. And I just, uh, my opponent was a little bit freaked out. I think they were Spanish. And they just kept getting a little bit worried by the fact that I kept turning up with a beer for them. And, uh, yeah, it was great. I lost 3-0. And, uh, yeah, that that ended my World Cup. So I went uh, three losses on the first day, three wins. Sorry, three draws on the second day. A a win, a draw, and a loss on the third day. So what was it overall? Shit, Bucky. That's what it was overall. It was shit. Um, <laughs> to translate, it was a one win, four draws, four losses. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't great. So my New Year's resolution of trying to get a positive result in the World Cup did not come true. I, it's annoying because I feel that, don't get me wrong, I don't think I would have got a positive result in the World Cup, but I feel that if the dice hadn't been slightly weighted against me on the first day and the fact that it happened three games really annoyed me but if I was able to properly play those I think I may have been able to get a couple more draws maybe mm. and uh, it may have gone a bit differently but that's what it is the best thing about it is I walked away not wanting to suddenly quit Blood Bowl <laughs> so go on your final day buddy oh right oh so my game seven was maybe one of the most joyful games I've played, like just periods. There's a, there's always some games that always stick in my mind. Uh, most of them all against you know people from around our league, uh, but I think this was one of the first ones where playing someone from you know totally outside it was just such an amazing game. Uh, so I had the absolute pleasure. Well, as some people, as everyone probably knows, my math name is Bucky1398. Because 
<laughs> when I joined the NAF, someone, so there is already just a bookie, right? So just put numbers at the end of my name. Round seven, I was drawn against the bookie. So it was oh. literally bookie versus bookie. It was absolutely amazing. We exchanged like a few things or obviously, oh, it was so good. Our pictures and all that. It was it was just such a cool game. So two bookies in that faced off against each other. He was playing Skaven. So first, first half, I received and the typical story of my tournament, slowly touched down to charged down control he wasn't going like really aggressive which probably was the correct move i don't really know i'm not really a skaven player but he, he wasn't being like over aggressive he was doing it in the right places and um, which meant that i i couldn't get the gutters down i couldn't foul them but he was putting the pressure on enough but i managed to score and just run it in on my drive his drive he quick scored so by the end by this point I think he had six players and I had five players. So we were both like, it, it was a gamble on his part massively. But he, he scored about four turns left, four or five turns left. And I was thinking, I don't think I can defend it. He can probably get on the ball. If I don't pick it up, he's just going to get on the ball and, and run it in. But I got the ball, got behind the trees straight away. And then he, he was very standoff rather than coming in and just sat and waited for me to throw. Which eventually, throw a teammate came. I got a superb pass. So I was like, I'm going to get a, the three plus to land. Mm. It scattered. So he was in range without the GFIs. <laughs> right, it came, so there was one scatter left. He was in range no matter where it went. He would have been in range. But there was one Skaven lineman to his right in one square. So as I'm explaining this, I'm sure you can all tell what's about to happen. Yes, the Skaven scattered the Skaven. The Halfling scattered onto the Skaven. The one place, if he didn't go there, it was probably a touchdown. It was like a three plus and then just go with a reroll. So he scattered onto the Skaven lineman. And it ended a one-one draw, but one of one of the most what's the word sort entertaining, pleasurable games I've yeah entertainment, just an absolute pleasure to play that game. It really was. So it ended one-one. Yeah, it was great. But that was now three one-ones in a row. Having the the, the, the two dwarves, I've played Skaven, I've played dead, played lizards, orcs. I'm thinking I just need a break. I need to not. I need to stop playing such good teams all the time. Round eight, I played Gorgoroth, and he had Skaven, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking my, my head is hurting too much to keep doing this. <laughs> now, his drive, um, I.e. kind of made, he made a mistake. He was trying to, like, stall out, and I managed to get, uh, like, an uphill block that succeeded and stopped his score. Oh, no, sorry, I, it, it was like I just blocked it up with loads of dodges and just getting in the way. And he kind of, I think he was kind of, not in two minds, but just in his head was thinking about like three steps ahead and kind of got mixed up and did the wrong thing and kind of mucked up his, his plan um, and he didn't score. But then went on to my drive. I'd done quite a lot of damage because um, when, he, when he ran down and just sat and stalled, I'd been fouling and stuff like that. So my drive just ran the ball down, scored, gone on to his turn eight. And this is where I started to, to hate 
kickoff events. <laughs> and I, I don't think I don't think I'm over it yet. Me and the kickoff table aren't friends at all. So when I kicked it, he got a riot. Well, not the riot timeout. Sorry. So he got an extra turn, and I, I just couldn't. I couldn't defend it. He just ran the gutters around the side. I, I tried to make some dodges round. Uh, I think I got a couple over, but none that like actually made a difference because you can't you can't plug like every angle of a gutter runner or handoffs and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Especially got fumble so, yeah, and then <laughs> for that, that's he, he scored after the timeout, uh, and that finished one-one. And I'm thinking, what? Why do I keep finishing one-one like four times in a row? <laughs> it was one-one, but look, those two games where it came down to like the final thing, and still at this point, I still haven't even attempted a one turn by round really? eight. I think I'd, I'd had one opportunity, and it blew backwards which was the lizard man game that was it not even one attempt after that, that i was thought you said one. a minute ago that you did one and it landed within range and you yeah oh yeah well that wasn't what that was in the in like the half within the half oh. so it wasn't like a one turn well yeah it's still yeah. one turn isn't it? yeah like a four teammate after like four turns yeah going on to the final rounds i was Two wins, five draws, and a loss. Uh, so I was doing still really pleased with how I was doing. Well, you couldn't get. A I think negative. right. No, no. I think right up until that point, I was up there with the leaders, the Harfland, um racial leader leaders. But I think that that last draw, the Skaven timeout, was the one that killed it. Because um, I checked after round eight, and I was like two points off. Uh, so how I, I think that pushed me to like three points out on the last round which meant I couldn't catch but final rounds and I came up against Wood Elves and it was actually looking forward to playing the game because I've not played against Wood Elves that much in the new edition so I was kind of looking forward to it I thought you know it's the last game let's just enjoy it no matter what like it if the war dancers run circles round us then it happens but I, I, I came out with a, a 2-0 win my drive was again just I think that the theme of the entire tournament instead uh, was just the slow run and score. I think mean, I managed to do that quite well over the tournament. I think not relying on having to throw all the time. No, fair play. That's um, pretty good against yeah, Woodells yeah. as well. They've got the speed. Yeah, they've yeah. got the agility. Yeah, they should it. just well, be getting round the back. It started like that's it because it was difficult because obviously doing the screens and stuff like that so I just had to kind of like work the middle of the pitch like switching side to side slightly enough that it had to shift to the sides but not enough that I couldn't then manoeuvre back the other way and sort of like zigzag down the pitch which worked quite well but then his drive he tried to score like go for a quick score and ran it straight down the side and he made the fatal error of putting your player on the sideline and I, I dodged <laughs> like I dodged into the cage and I think he in, I heard him just go uh, you didn't, you like, didn't I, dodge I, into I did the it. cage you uh, stunted into the cage that's what you did yeah I stunted into the cage and I think he instantly realised when I did it I pushed the catcher into the crowd the crowd threw the ball back to me and I still had players to go because I was like I, I sort of counted on if I do this I'm not going to move players because if I do it then I've got really good recovery of the ball um, obviously I had players next to the trees I could throw somewhere or anything like that 
So I was confident that if I don't use them, I can recover it. But it, if it feels, it feels he's going to run away anyways, regardless of what I do with them. Yeah, uh, so I gambled and it paid off. The crowd threw the ball like to the centre and towards the LOS. So I managed to get it and sit behind the trees. And then I think uh, I just sat behind the trees for a bit and he... He was like leaping in like every turn, I think, because he knew <laughs> kind of if I don't get it, then like that's just going to be it. Fair. Every time he leaped, like he got it a couple of times, but he just didn't have any recovery because I just like screamed and then the cage. So he just couldn't, even though the war dancers were getting in, nothing else was. Uh, so I was never really losing the ball that much. And then it was just a case of like, let's three dice this war dancer and then stamp on its face. <laughs> and eventually got them both off. After that, I just ran it because um, he, he ended up with like loads of stuff based and stuff like that. So he was taking a lot more damage, just kind of going into that scrap of trying to get the ball. But yeah, that finished a, a 2 0 victory to me. So I rounded out the tournament with a win against the Wood Elves. Oh, well done. So that finished me on a three wins, five draws, and one loss. That's insanely good record. Stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was oh, really yeah. pleased with it. Uh, he did absolutely it's fantastic. Such good games. Yeah. He spent most of the time on, uh, like, you know, obviously with a team tournament, you get board one, two, three, four, 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 four. Similar to UKTC, yeah. Yeah. So he spent most of the time board two, and then only dropped to board yeah. three. One of our... Days, yeah, day one and two, I sat at two the whole time. Right. Ridiculous. Day Honestly, one and two. absolutely ridiculous. And then once I hit the draws, I moved down to... Three. Guess where I was, Shivers. Oh. Oh. I know it's tricky. Six. <laughs> <laughs> A solid six. Sadly true. Do you know what the worst thing about it was? I started on six. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the first one's random as well. And I was like, oh, right, I'm, 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 I'm six. Okay. Um, and we just went from there. Yeah. No, uh, honestly, the World Cup was fantastic. We played yeah. four Spanish, no, three Spanish teams. Brilliant. Played a multicultural team. Uh, our first team was a what were they called? Like German. And no, no, but they were the they weren't the, were they the French Foreign Legion abroad or something? Yeah. So basically, no, Swiss Foreign Legion apologies. Swiss. And they were a bunch of guys that were from Germany, France, uh, Swiss, and they all lived there. So they were all oh. from different countries, but they all lived there, and that, that was their thing. Fantastic. Fantastic group of lads. They did really well, actually. Our second team we played yeah. against ended up like eighth or something, off, didn't they? Um, uh, yeah, the, the Templars, uh, they, yeah. they ended up really high up. Really good. The, uh, we played against German team near the end, and we played against the British team as well. Oh, so good! We played that, um, the the final game. Uh, they were Slovakian, I think. Oh yes, they weren't Spanish, were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not only that, yeah, yeah. not only that. I got some no Slovenia. So I got yeah. I got some. I got Slovenian salt as my gift. Yeah, fantastic. The thing about the World Cup is meeting all these people and seeing. I mean, I sent you so many messages, uh, Shivers, about that. I kept bumping into the guy with the the board which he'd made, which had like yeah, the score that, and yeah, everything. That was really and I was cool. like, oh, 
it was just the people there and the event itself. And don't get me wrong, there was downsides, there was upsides, there was good, bad, and everything. I but, mean, for an event of such a size, you expect, you know, hiccups here and there. Oh, I mean, yeah, like, How definitely. many coaches were there? It was like over 2,000? Yeah, 2,300. Like, yeah, well over. And, and you've got to remember that this isn't like, you know, like in the past we've been to uh, magic events which are ran professionally because these people yeah. are getting paid to do it and there's hundreds of staff on the site. And, uh, you know, if there's a problem there, you can put it. Like, these were volunteers and they ran something that was almost comparable. It was a lifetime moment that yeah. I'm glad I did. Not very glad about how well I played, but that's not the point. That is not the point. <laughs> we're not going to dwell on that. Well, we're going to dwell on how well Bucky played, and we're going to say that <laughs> is how what we're going to dwell on and go with it that. Sounds like overall, like members of the GBBL or just Northeast done pretty well over, overall. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Dante absolutely smashed it. Dante being the pinnacle of, of that. Oh, the absolute pinnacle. The boy knows how to play. I mean, we've got people like Stick, Don Vito, you know, like Walker, Tablet, for example, that are going over there and putting the numbers in. Okay, right, yes, that was the World Cup report. Yeah, it was fantastic, but now let's see what sort of pain Mr Shibaz has created for us this time, and let's go to the quiz. Right, <laughs> so I'm continuing the tradition of taking game shows and then just being like alright here's some blood ball paints on don't, of it and, um, don't be like that and, um, this time around I'm taking inspiration from a very very well known game show over here it was do 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 countdown oh, but, but I'll call it touchdown God. oh touchdown here we go right yeah okay so what I've done here is going to be split into some word rounds and some number rounds the idea is I've in the word rounds I've got uh, anagrams of skills and i want you to buzz in when you first when you first think you have the skill name from the anagram so an example of none that i have here is pistied and, and i'll i'll put on the chat as well so uh, p-i-s-s-t-e-e-d that is an anagram for sidestep so whoever gets that that will have get one one point I've also got a number round as well. And the number round, I had a good think about it because I wasn't really to really approach this. So what I've done, taking a star <laughs> player that has an approximate like base, like basically it's taking a star player who has, who's basically like a super version of a position that already exists. Okay. So like got, Griff Blitzer. So I'm think I've got Fungus Saloon as an example here. Okay. So Fungus Saloon is a fanatic and he has extra movement and mighty blow. And I'm not including the skill as into this because you can't really put a price on the skill. But the idea is I'm gonna say a star player and you're gonna say how much would the base version of that player cost with the additional stuff that star player has. So, okay, now. so the fanatic. Like TV wise. Yeah, yeah, like like TV wise. So Fungus Saloon, he is eighty k normally, right. but a regular fanatic costs seventy thousand. Hey, Fungus Saloon has additional movement on top of that, so additional movement would normally be twenty k, and then he has Mighty Blow, which is a, a primary skill for fanatics that would be another twenty k. And then his actual cost, if he wasn't a star player, would be 110k. And that's the idea. Hang on, plus movement's 20k? Yeah. Is that 30? Apparently not. Uh, I looked it up and, um, no, it's, it's ah, not. Fair enough. So that, that is the idea of the numbers round. So right. basically give you a star player who has, Let's a, do who this. Has, a, has a base position, and you're going to say, okay, how much would they actually be if they were okay. that base position of all the extra goodies on top? 
let's start off with the word round, as in typical touchdown fashion. <laughs> Our first anagram for a skill in Blood Bowl is Admire Bob. A-D-M-I-R-E-B-O-B. And whoever's the first to, to buzz in, give me the correct answer, get a point straight away. Singular point, the big, huge. And I'll give... Jesus, why have, why have neither of us got this one now? A minute and a half for this. How have we not got this? What a skill! Oh, 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 what buzz then? Oh, 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 Bucky, right, you buzzed. What is it? Bombardier. Yes, you're right. Oh. He's got it. Bombardier. <laughs> so Bucky's got first point. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So blasting on the next anagram for the word round. So the next skill is King Yeast. K-I-N-G-Y-E-A-S-T. King Yeast. Again, you have half a minute to do this. A minute and a half, sorry. (laughs) Oh my god, how could I not actually get any of these? (laughs) I'm loving this because I'm I'm really shit at anagrams, so I had so much fun making these. Yeah, I'm... One minute remaining. For King Yeast. King Yeast. Mm. Skills, not uh, traits. Skills, it's all all skills. Once we get to the last 15 seconds, there's 30 seconds left now, I'm going to say what um, skill tree it's in. Okay, 15 seconds coming up. It's in the agility skill tree. What is it, Bucky? It's sneaky git. Oh, yes, it, it is. is, it is, it is. Oh, <laughs> you twat. <laughs> I literally don't know why I have like two seconds Okay. I love the way that you can't press the buzzer, Bucky. That's twice in a row now you've had. I know, I know. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to do Alright, come on. I'm going to get the next one. Right, Here we right, go. Come on. Right, right, right. Come on. Alright. Okay. Let's get a bearance here and get the excitement down, right? So let's start off with a... Well, that's not. End the word round with... Let's make jumps. <laughs> so your next anagram is... Fluke Ribosome. F-L-U-K-E-R-I-B-O-S-O-M-E. Fluke ribosome. If anyone's a biology fan, you know that a ribosome is made of RNA (laughs) protein. Cytoprotein synthesis in the cell. Okay, you've got a a minute remaining. This one's a tougher one. Oh yeah, because the other ones have been easy. (laughs) Fluke. No way. Okay. Right, Ricardo's post in. What is it? Is it Fumble Ruski? It's Fumble Ruski! It's Fumble Ruski! <laughs> I couldn't have not got that. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, when are you actually going to get it? <laughs> How has he not gotten it yet? <laughs> because it's ridiculous. What are you playing at? What kind of quiz is this? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's either going to go extremely well or terribly. <laughs> I mean, it's going quite well so far. Right, okay, what's next? 
So, congrats, you made it past the word oh, round. Is this the numbers round? What the... now, now it's the numbers round. So, just oh. again, so this is going to, I'm going to be naming a. a I like both me and Bucky like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's more of this shit. I'm going to be putting a star player's name in the chat, and you're going to basically guess what their actual cost would be if they were a regular player with all their additional skills and stats. <sighs> is that is that clear? Closest wins, or we have to. Yeah, I would say closest wins. Are we buzzing in. The exact answer. You have to be buzzing in to give your um, closest answer. First an- closest answer, because who knows? You might get a bang on the money if you know your your stat. Um, yeah, okay. How much stats cost and how much secondaries are, or and whatnot, and yeah. even just if you know the base cost, that would help. <laughs> so Ima is going to start right now, and the star player. I want you to guess the actual price of if they were a real player is Bomber Dribble Snot. Oh, cow daddy. I'm going to say he is 90k. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll tell you what, I'll let both of you give an answer, and then we'll we'll see. Bucky, mm-hmm. what do you think? Uh, the cow- you said 90, right? Yeah. No, 70. Okay, cow daddy wins around on that one. Because oh, yeah. Bomber dribble snot. If he was an actual bomber, oh. the bomber is normally 45,000. With passing skill and accuracy, I'd say 20k each for them. It'd make them oh, yeah, 85k a piece. Yes. As you say, I'm sure he gets 40 on top of. Yeah, I, I actually sure. thought that Obama was 50, but yeah. Yeah, the 45, which I was okay. proud of, because I thought they were 50 so, as well. So, are we going to do it that Bucky just answers first this time and I answer second? Yeah, why not? There yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. right. Your next starter player, I want you to get the base cost of, if they're a regular player and so on and so on, is Grashnak, everyone's favourite Chaos Minotaur star player. Come on, Bucky. Uh, I, need to do ma- I need to do math. Hang on. Okay, <laughs> so, you've got 30 seconds. 2.30. Okay. 2.30. Fair play. I haven't got an absolute clue. <laughs> I'm going to say 2.31. Okay. Cow Daddy with the, the cheesy play. Don't worry, I haven't got an absolute round. clue. How much is his Minotaur? So, a Minotaur has 150k. All right, okay. Rashnak mm-hmm. has extra movement and strength. The movement is 20k and oh, strength the movement. 80k. Okay. His, his, a Minotaur of that base cost would be 250k, which is actually not too far off um, Rashnak's 240. Mm. You only get a 10, 10k discount for that one. Okay, so, last but not least. Did I win that one then? I can't remember what I said. I did. I'm in the yes. lead. Oh, there we go. Right, okay. Well, this one, there is a bit of a... I've got to go first on this one now, our, our lovely halfling lover. But let's see if he knows, truly knows the cost of his players. So, I want you to give me the proper cost of what Puggy Bacon Breath would be. Cow uh, okay. i go first as well, don't I? Yes. That's unfair. I reckon... Uh... I don't even know what Puggy costs. Right. There is uh, no halfling second. You've got five seconds. All oh, right, okay. Uh, um, uh, I'll go 120k. Okay, right. Bucky, how much do you think? 140. It has to be that at least. Okay, so the answer oh. is. The actual answer is 170. So Bucky will oh, take that round. N- 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 yes, well. you're right. So if you actually double? counted the uh. you had the exact amount. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Puggy. Strength up. Yeah, oh. he's, he's yeah, a normal he's halfling good. hopeful. It's 30k mm-hmm. with strength up, which is 80k. Yeah. Block, which is 40k because it's a secondary, and there's a steel, which is a secondary. Yeah. So, Cow Daddy, you actually guessed the exact price Puggy Bacon Breath actually is as a star player cost. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah, you got oh, <laughs> If I remember Never Steel, I'd have been bang on the money. Yeah, you would have been bang on the money. Yeah. So, there we go. So, yeah. now we're, we're neck and neck, but yeah. we're not done there yet. 
I've got two more in mind. I oh, have a God. double point round. This is another skill anagram, but this one's worth <sighs> two points. Here we go, here we go. Everyone includes this one because I, I like so for this one again it's buzzers again and this anagram for a skill in Blood Bowl is sideburn respecting S I D E B U R N R S R E S B E C T I N G. Minute half is now going. Sideburn respecting. Causes mm. in, the, in the double point section because it's uh, a bit tougher. Yeah. Ooh, cow daddy. Uh, but, uh, disturbing yeah, presence. Yeah, it's disturbing oh. presence. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I think we just oh. got that at exactly the same time. <laughs> Do a new threat, Bucky, because we have one last anagram to go through. Okay. And this one is worth triple points. What? You're only saying that to say Bucky yeah. can beat me. I'm very disappointed. No, no, I've had, I've the way this is working. Right, okay. It's going to be triple points regardless. This one is going to be an anagram, but it's not going to be of a skill this time. Right. It's going to be of a star player. Okay. So, your last anagram is Approaches Arsed. And for the listeners uh, who want to know the exact letters again, approaches asked is A P P R O A C H E E S A R S E D. And your minute and a half has been started. So it's a star player. Who could it be? As usual, when we get down to. Uh, less time remaining, I might hint of what uh, what the star player may be. A brute. <sighs> so we're going to be uh, approaching 30 seconds soon, so I'll give a hint. The star player is a goblin. What? Ooh, cow daddy's buzzed. I haven't. You oh, just no, haven't reset I'm, yet. I haven't reset it. No, my bad. Right. Going again. So yeah, the star player is a goblin. And as we put, uh, approach uh, 10 seconds, I may give a very obvious hint. Well, 10 seconds. They like to bounce around. Count Huddy. Uh, the... oh. <laughs> it's um, the, oh, the one on the poker stick. I don't no, remember the name of no, no, no. It um, is. It is. Yeah. It, it, it oh, is. You can jump in. It is. Oh, I can't remember his name. What's Bucky, his name? Bucky, it's Bucky's chance now. You took what? too long. Wait, what? He's oh. taking just as long as I am. You can't be doing this. He can't remember either. There you go. Right, this, He's taking longer than I am. That's it. Out. Whoever names him first will get this. Why can I not think of his name? <laughs> You're shocked. It's <laughs> done. I know, I know who it is as well. It's yeah, so do I. Approach is asked. This oh, is the decided one. It's a star player. It's a goblin. He's green. Scrapper. <laughs> there you go, cow daddy got it. It's Jesus Christ. Scrapper. Scrapper. <laughs> yeah. But oh, did you get there as well? Did you? 
Jesus, how the I'm sat there going, Pogo, like I'm like Nobler, Nobler. No, it's not Nobler. It's not Nobler. Who's not ah, Scrammer. There we go. Oh. At the end of it all, we can finally say touchdown as Cow Daddy takes it all. That was painful. <laughs> I did say it. This, this quiz is going to be amazing or just painful. My God. <sighs> So, listeners, you're very welcome for <laughs> whatever brainchild that was that came up. <laughs> My brain can't comprehend the fact that neither of us could get that. No. No. <laughs> I just thought, you just saw it. I'm just gonna <laughs> let the first no, person yell you, you start thinking, you start thinking too much, and then everything uh, just goes uh, in your head. No, that was enjoyable. Um, I'm sure our listeners will have been shouting, shouting. Yeah. What the fuck is this? I'm wasting my time listening to silly podcasts. Yeah, we're supposed to be listening to people because they know something about Blood Bowl. No, 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 no that's not how it works. You know, you'd be rearranging letters that are placed <sighs> horribly hell. wrong. Scrapper. My <laughs> right, well, thank you very much. Like, I don't even feel great about winning that. I just, uh, you know. Okay. Well, you're very but welcome so... for that experience. So... <laughs> <laughs> I apologise. That was a great quiz. Thank you very much. It was actually really good. I think if anyone would have been, like if Pio would have been here, these th- these questions would have answered quite quickly. Uh, but just me and Bucky. You, you, yeah, I, yeah, I figured uh, I'll take advantage of. <laughs> of us. Thank you very much. No, that was fantastic. Okay, so moves on to the Blood Bowl. Anyone? tournament we are hosting the knockout tournament the cup of the north so since our last update we have completed round two and to be honest the quarterfinals are almost done almost yeah. bucky seems to think that getting married is a good excuse to not play a game so we're waiting on him but a bit of a shout out for round two we had willow versus cookie now we know the answer to this one. We gave out on the last episode. Willow did beat Cookie. Next game, we had Summers versus Gaskell. Now, this was an annoying result because Summers won. And we all know I want Summers uh-huh. to lose very quickly. Summers gets through to the quarterfinals. We had Feast Eater and Ginger Town. With the fact that Feast Eater beat Ginger Town to get through to the quarterfinals. Baron von Balf, Dwarf, took on Oberon Wolf in the Orc category. Oberon Wolf managed to get through, taking out the Dwarfs. Next game was Bucky, 1398 for some reason. Don't know why I put those numbers on the end there. No. It sounds like a phony. Yeah. yeah. Against Yudlugger. Well, the real one. Yudlugger with his goblins. Bucky took the win to get through to the quarterfinals. Next, we had a massive game with Big Shillers and Stick with Pooh on the end. Stick being one of the people we expected to win the cup. Oh, and Shillers managed to take him out. Shillers get through to the quarterfinals. Wookie, 1972. Wookie has been in the GBL for a, a considerable amount of time. A veteran against Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith took out the whale. And got through to the quarterfinals. And that left us with the final game of the round two. 
Pillow Fists with Wood Elves versus Swamble with Chaos Dwarfs. The Wood Elves broke through and managed to get through to the quarterfinals. That left us with Big Shillers versus Beast Eater, Oberon Wolf versus Bucky, Pillow Fist versus Jonathan Smith, and Willow versus Summers. So, first game, we'll go to Big Shillers versus Feast Eater. Feast Eater has not been in the GBL for long, has not been playing for that long. Big Shillers has a couple of tournaments under his belt. So, it was quite obvious he was going to win here. Apart from it wasn't, because Feast Eater came through with his Dark Elves against OWA and managed to knock Big Shillers out of the event and get through into the semi-finals. Next yeah, we have oh massive result. Next we have Pillow Fists versus Jonathan Smith. Again, Pillow Fists has shown his worth with Wood Elves. Pillow, uh, Jonathan Smith has uh, shown his worth with OWA. It was a very tight match, which was also a very strange match. It ended up being that it got to uh, went into extra time with Pillow Fist Wood Elves only having four players on the pitch and then scoring and then Jonathan Smith coming back in extra time to score to equalise and it then going to sudden death roll off and Jonathan Smith managed to make it through. Ridiculous game. Next we have Willow Wood Elves versus Summers Renegades. The last Wood Elves going in against Summers and his one-trick pony, Delphlem. He loves it. Unfortunately, Summers won. So, so far in the semi-finals, we have Feast Eater, Jonathan Smith, and Summers. We are waiting on the Bucky Oberon Wolf uh, uh, game, because apparently, well, as we've stated before, apparently Bucky seems to think that getting married is a good reason to postpone games. <laughs> Honestly. Now priorities. it's time to get back and married to the game of Blood Bowl. So we have one more game to do. Uh, obviously, guys, if you want to check it out on the Blood Bowl Only One website, Cup of the North, I've never seen anything like it. The hype over every game is unbelievable. Everyone's just loving it. Um, yeah, once we get the final, uh, well, the quarter done between Bucky and Oberon Roof, we'll have our semi finals. We will have a video of the next round going up as well. But yes, oh, I, I'm loving the. Are you going to be joining the couple of the North next season, Chewers? Yes, I will be. Oh, mate. Honestly, you're going out round one. I can see it happening now. Oh, you say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring something spicy for you. Oh, yes, that's what we need a bit of spice. A bit of spice. I just don't want to come up against Summers again. If he knocks me out for the first round again, I swear to God, I'm going <laughs> to... You're, like you're not going to live that down until be... the next couple of North where you need to beat him. He didn't even beat me, though. The crowd threw the ball out. It was, like, ridiculous. Delphlem coming through on, like... Oh, I, I swear, I'm still talking about it. It sounds like the fans chose their victor. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. Right. Anyway, there we go. The couple of North. It's a fantastic event. Uh, yeah, you can keep tabs on it on the Blood Bowl anyone website and anyone in the northeast that can get along for a tabletop game, join. It's fantastic. You may, like me, only actually play one game, but that's not the point. Okay, so yes, that's it for this episode. Uh, just enough time to let you know where you can find us should you have nothing better to do. 
Don't forget our brand new website. You can find us all there. For you, those who don't know, it's www.bbne1.co.uk. But Shivers, where can everyone find you? I think my main social media thing now is instagram.com, shippers.miniature.painting. I haven't posted in a while, but I should be booting things back up soon with the most recent tournament coming up. Uh, and I'm going to be taking pictures of my Norse and taking pictures of the games I play. Excellent. And Bucky? Well, if you want to keep up with me, then stay tuned here as well and on our social media pages because I'll be down. Well, as you heard, I've got a certain cup game to play. And we've got some tournaments coming up as well. And I'm not going to be playing Halflands. So keep an eye out because uh, I'm probably going to lose lots of games Boo. now. It gets married, becomes back, comes back as a change man. Yeah, no Halflands. Yeah. What's that about? There's only so many pies you can eat in a year. And then, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, some kind of like something about metabolism or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't really listening. So that's all the questions asked. All the answers given for this episode. Apart from one last thing to say, blood bowling.